time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have... The one and only Brian Falconer co-host in the studio. Man, doing great tonight. Dude. <laughs> All right. So you guys, we're kind of excited. Yes. This is episode 100. Say it right. And we're excited, man. Say it right. 100. It's 100. 100. It's 100, baby. 100, baby. So anyway, we are about to light up some cigars. Yes, and we're And what are we drinking over there? Uh, we're we drinking, drinking the old Jefferson. Yes, Jefferson's Reserve. Reserve. Dude, and that was a gift from Sean. Yes. Or give a shout out to him. Thank you because, again, brother. Dude, this is possibly one of the best bourbons that I've had. You have blessed me tonight. I, I have to say it. I have to say it. Well, you know, I've been branching out. And I got to say, I wouldn't say that this is my favorite. It's like one of the best I got you, that bro. I've had. I got you, bro. There's like the bold, the smooth. Yeah. This is like halfway bold. And halfway and No, no. Way Because it, 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 it sits there. And it's just like, it's like, it's like a mist. It just hovers. It's like I'm still here. I'm yeah, still here. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And I like that. Yeah, because I was like, dude, have you taken another drink yet? And you were like, no, nope, I'm still, still enjoying it. Yeah, because it was still there. Yeah, it, it's lingering. I, so anyway, guys, Bryant has showed up with a cigar for me with no band. And I haven't lit it up yet. I'm going to do that here shortly. Here are the rules. All right. Oh, I, I didn't know there were rules. Unlike him, <laughs> it's not a dog rocket. <laughs> Just it is a good stick. Okay. It is a stick that I want you to blind smoke, enjoy, and just talk about it. I'm gonna. So all right. First I want to say it is a semi box press, mm-hmm. which I'm a fan of. I'm a box fest box box press. Jefferson getting you read, but yeah. it's getting you celebrating box a little bit. Press fan. <laughs> And so when I looked at this, this is a a very nice looking light tan. It's not like so light that you would think it's Connecticut. Yeah. It looks to me more like a Habano. Okay. But I don't know. Six by fifty six. It's a six is it really? Yep. Six that, by see, that's what I love about the box press. <laughs> Is a regular 56 would be too big. Yes, but now but when look it's at that. box press, yes. and especially the semi box press, I prefer that. I don't like the sharp edges on a fully box press. You really want to be smooth, huh? I do. I got you. I you got know, you. it's you. like when you do the sharp edges, it's uh-huh. like it just squishes it in there. I got you. When you leave the edges rounded on the sides, semi box, it's like. It has room to breathe, breathe yeah. to where that straight up box press, I feel like it's either perfectly made uh-huh. or it's not. I got you. You know what I mean? I There's no you. in between. Yeah. With something like this, it gives it a little breathing yeah. room. So anyway, I did a uh, cold draw on yes, it. Sir. Great draw. Good. And I cut, it, I cut it with the guillotine here on the table. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing that it is nicely packed. It's not too full mm-hmm. 
and there was one spot up by where that the band would be yeah. that I was worried about, but I did the cold draw, and it's like almost perfect. Good, good. I was afraid that it was going to be too loose when I looked at the foot, <laughs> yeah. but then when I felt up top, I thought it was going to be too, too tight. tight, and then when I took a draw, I was like, oh, that's it's right perfect. where it should be. It's right where it should be. So, <laughs> like, anyway. again, Brian did me right. <laughs> so I'm going to light this cigar up while yeah. Bryant talks about our sponsors. Our sponsors. And you know we're sponsored by some great companies. We start off with McAuliffe. They have been with us almost since the beginning, man. And we've been blessed to have Viva La Vida come on. You know, their mindset falls right within the Cigar Talk uh, mantra. And the greatest, most perfect brick and mortar that ever was. The one. <laughs> the only. The only. The leaf. The leaf in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> yes, sir. North 2nd. North 2nd. And, I, if you, and what's the address? Isn't it 1166? 1166, yes, sir. The only no, reason second. I know that was because I was there the day they put it on the window. So you saw eleven sixty six. And it stuck North in your mind. Third. It stuck in your mind. Because I was sitting in there looking at it through the the glass, and it's reverse. Yes, it is. So it looks like, like sixty six eleven. <laughs> if you were dyslexic, yes. which I am, where it's on eleven sixty six North Second in Abilene, Texas. And if you haven't had a McAuliffe or a Viva La Vida, guess what? He carries them both. Thank you. And so <laughs> on you. our website, which is CigarTalkPodcast.com, go by there. We'll have a link for the leaf. If you want to call and make some orders, try out the Viva La Vida. Let's get your passport yes. out and start trying the whole line mm. of McAuliffe. Jay can hook you up. Tell the truth. And <laughs> tell the truth. I have lots of friends across the country who have ordered through Jay. And you know what they all say? One, he was like super nice to deal with. And then two, they got their shipment ASAP. There wasn't no waiting around, wondering when it was going to be shipped. He told you it was there. Boom. You enjoyed Done. And that, and, and what I love about that scenario is, you're supporting your brick and mortar, mm -hmm. and both of those cigar companies, McAuliffe and Viva La Vida, are brick and brick mortar, mortar only. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So it's not a coincidence <laughs> that Cigar Talk selects their sponsors hey, very carefully. Hey, hey. So we want to give a shout out to all three of yes, those. Sir. Yes, I mean, sir. talk about great people, great it's companies. The trifecta, it baby. is. It really it's is. Trifecta. So anyway, man, back to this bourbon. Jefferson's Reserve. Wow. I so, took another swig. Did you? Yes, sir. And it's still okay. sitting there. It's it, it's a mellow, like you said earlier, the pepper lets you know it's there, but it doesn't overpower. It just it just lingers. And I did a retro hail with the with the fumes, and I was like, oh man, that tastes better the second time. I was like, oh goodness, man, this stuff is good. It's man. really good, yeah. This stuff is good. So back over here to this blind taste test. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the draw is really what nice. Mm-hmm. The uh, retro hell on it, it seems kind of light right now, but I did the retro hell uh -huh. also semi light. Okay. Straight up black pepper, mm. but it doesn't burn. Yeah. You get it and then it dissipates immediately, that's which you stick. know that's a good stick. That's a good stick. Because. If you get one that just burns the shit out of your nose and it doesn't go away, put it out. <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> or at least don't retro. Please don't. But this is a nice, clean mm -hmm. cigar. I don't know what it is so far, but. You will. 
I'll talk to you when she gets to the last third. Okay. I'll let the producer reveal. He knows what it is. Oh, he knows? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So everybody knows Luke Jones is our producer. Yes. Greatest producer out there, man. Well, that's I'm, only because we haven't met very many. I don't. The way he controls this house woo, and lets you know <laughs> what to do, I am enjoying this, man. I am. Because it keeps us on that level. Because we all know with Rob, we can go way left, way right. Or way down. <laughs> yep. And he brings us right back. to. Okay, let's get back on point, guys. I love it, man. I love it. I'm looking at you. You sitting over there. You enjoying that? He's he's puffing. He's he's I puffing am. on this, I am. and it's like he's st- he's steady staring at the stick. Like, what is this? Yeah, I really, <laughs> you know. If I guess it, will you tell me? Yeah. AVO. No, sir. Okay, just no, checking. Because you know the construction of an AVO. It, it looks are, as some people say AVO. AVO. Yeah. AVO. I say AVO. Me too. I know people say AVO, but anyway. Their construction is very nice, and that kind of that's how nice this construction is, mm-hmm. dude. This is basically seamless. Yes, sir. That's impressive. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so I do you right. Hey. I don't give you dog rockets, man. Let me. All right, let's back up to the <laughs> one and you only. You see him because the one and only time it was worth all the others. But let me tell you, no. it overtook. I'm, but let me tell Rob, you what Rob lives less than 10, 15. No, I ain't gonna give fifteen yards. 11 yards from a, sh- a major street, Willis. He gave me that stick. I lit it in my truck. Before I made it to Willis, I threw it out the window. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? So, like, what? so and you want to know, I don't even know what that stick was. That's even worse. You know why? Why? Because Jay played the same prank on me giving me that cigar. <laughs> so I just passed it on to you. So you did. Okay. You see, so really, see, you should be angry at Jay. No, because no, he didn't give it to me. You did. But here's just, the thing. Here's I the passed thing. on the blessing. Here's the thing. You just gave up the, the greatest scenario because Jay gave me that one that I'm giving to you. Are you serious? <laughs> serious as a heart attack. I went in there and I told him, I'm doing a blind taste test on Rob this evening. So you got hook some help. Up. I said, hook me up with the best that you can find. That's. He said, I got you. He said, what's the price? I said, none. He just came back with a stick. Look at it. You see him? Did you see him there? Look, he's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's nice. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. But see, that's me. I'm that's impressed. The, that's the cool part. Hey, you know. Now, Alexa. Now, the back, the back, the backwoods Lubbock. <laughs> hey, hey, here we go. Oh, she didn't do it. Uh-uh. Oh. She knows. Anyway. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Uh, uh. All right. It's a true celebration, though, man. It really is, man. One hundred, a hundred episodes. One hundred. It's been a journey. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. It's been a lot of work. Yes. It's been a lot of learning. Yeah, especially for those that started off in the beginning. They know it's, it's been a whole lot of learning. It's been a lot of learning and a lot of. I mean. When you go into something that you have no idea how it works, but you have a preconceived, yes. you have a vision of what process. you want. You have a vision of what you want, and then you start, and you're nowhere near it. And because you have no idea what you're doing, <laughs> then you, it's a journey. Yes. It so is. you know it's it it's been fun though. Yeah. Oh yes. And you know, let me tell you, probably the single 
best decision that this show has made in the journey mm-hmm. to episode 100 mm-hmm. was bringing Bryant Falconer onto no, the show. Man, oh, no, dude, man, no man, doubt man. about it. I don't even want to argue about it. <laughs> that is the single biggest decision I made. I, I just appreciate the fact that you even thought about me, man. I, I don't see it like that. I just It's me and you. Yeah, it it's it's it. what we were, we were already doing anyway. It's just now that everybody gets to enjoy the shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway, that's it. He's not going to get off. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going on a rabbit hole that you're going to take me down because I said what I said. The best thing I've done for the show is bring you on. And now, the next thing that I did was I brought the producer, yes, Luke Jones. Yes, sir. I'm, a, I'm 100% with that. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally behind that decision. <laughs> Okay, here's what I want you to do. What's that, sir? Go back, uh-huh. listen to like episode four oh, or five. I, I was when listening was, to when those. It was, when it was just me by myself. When it was the transistor radio. And then you know <laughs> that the best decision was bringing you on. Nah, nah bro. It was. So, the only thing is, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody. It, like, because here's what you have to realize. Uh-huh. Is that when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I think episode 17 or 18 is when you came yep. in. Okay. So even though at episode one, I didn't know what I was doing by episode 16, I had learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have no idea. So then when you came on, you didn't know anything. Sure didn't. And so I was trying to teach you. And just for those of you that know, I'm not the best teacher. (laughs) I cannot see how Luke is as straight arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Because there was one night you two were in there arguing. Oh, Luke, don't look in the mirror too long because <laughs> he was starting to act just like you. <laughs> I was like, stop looking in the mirror. Stop looking in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. But it's a it, it's a blessing because he came in with a mindset and an understanding of what social media, uh, the videography. Man, he just brought a lot of stuff to the table. And that short period, when, when was it, 80-something? 84. Yeah, 84 when he came in. That's just 16 episodes ago. <laughs> and wow. look and look at look look look. What's that? Is that right? It's it was 80-something. It's probably like 88, 88. But look at look at look at what he's done to this show. Look at what he's yeah. he's he's provided and we have been able to be blessed with it. Not just us, the Patreons. Hey, hey he hasn't the, been on the show that long. Yeah, so let's not go crazy hey, I'm on telling giving the truth, him the man. love. I'm he doesn't deserve truth. it yet. Shoot. You know what? I'm sitting over, I know what went on before hey. you got here, bro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> things you came in was was bringing up his ideas. I was bringing he's like, "Nah, we're not going to do that." <laughs> You come in, well, let's do this, and you give him that argument. Okay, I couldn't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bryant would be like, I'm going home. Yep, bye. <laughs> I was like, look, here, hey, give me my ball. What? I'm going Let home. Let me ask you something. <laughs> How was your weekend? Man, my weekend. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You haven't told everybody what you're smoking. Roma Craft Crow Magnum, baby. I haven't seen you smoke that particular Viatola yet, or was, in a while. I, I was blessed, Jay. Wow. I told, I told him, I said, give me three sticks. I told him what I wanted for you, which was something that would just surprise you. Great. And he came back with three beautiful sticks for me, man. He did. He said, what about these other two? I said, they're mine. <laughs> Southern draw. No, sir. Oh, 
Thought I had it. No, sir. Thought I had it. Keep trying. <laughs> I was like, you see, he has a people. He has a smile on his face. I have man. a smile on my face. <laughs> He's sitting. There I just, am enjoying this cigar. The cigar, the bourbon. It's just like the hundredth episode. It's just like perfect. Yeah, right we're now. rolling in. I got you, bro. I got you. So, hey, you got some topics for us to talk about for the 100th episode. I got some topics that we want to talk about. We're going to lead in with one of mine first. So here's the thing, guys. You know, the cigar community is really booming. Mm -hmm. And so you have the opportunity to be a cigar brother to a lot of new faces. True. You have a lot of inexperienced cigar smokers. True. And I just want to say that when a friend or even possibly somebody you meet at the cigar lounge is a new cigar smoker, help them out, man. Oh, that's definitely. You know, I think that most of the places that you go to, it's already like that. Mm -hmm. But if you have that opportunity, don't blow them off, man. You know, and don't be a jerk and give them... (laughs) A dog rocket (laughs) or something that's going to make them sick. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When they start off, you don't want to give them... uh, I think Maduro. You don't want want to put them... You don't want to send them so far on the bold side that they never come back. You know, this is a newbie. Start them off with something mild, medium to mild. Something that they they can start their palate off with. You know what? Here's my thought process on it. Start them out with something that you think is probably too light because if you think Uh, it's too light even if it's too light for them it's not going to be a bad experience it's going to be one of those like i never thought of it like that that. wasn't that bad that was that was okay and And it'll be surprising to them because most people think that cigars are hard and heavy right so if you give them something that's light especially if you think it's too light for you then it it or even if you think it's too light for them it doesn't matter because they're brand new how light can you go? A Monte know. Cristo classic <laughs> Connecticut. Holy cow, Man. that's like puffing air. Wait a minute. He said a Monte Cristo. I got him. I, I, I got him. I'm just saying, you know what? <laughs> What's that, bro? I'm going to give props We're to props that to. one okay. cigar because for a beginner. It won't overpower. It won't overpower mm-hmm. them. Now, there's lots of people that could handle something stronger. Yeah. But if you go too light, you're not doing any harm no, no if you go too bold you ran them away you could have made them sick yep. and be like oh i'm not doing yep, that again ran them away. LFD, so, baby. <laughs> anyway that's that's that was my producers meeting they wanted to talk about that no problem. so we wanted to pass that along but tying that into the cigar community like we talked about a uh, few episodes ago <clears throat> with uh bugatti being burglarized and, yeah that uh, that I was looking up some information and I saw where uh, Alec Bradley got hit in 2013 and they took between 300000 to $600,000 worth of inventory. Mm. And then you told me about yeah, uh, Costa Cuevo yeah. had their warehouse broken into. And I don't remember the exact number, mm-hmm. but I know that they stole over, I believe, half of a limited edition cigar. Wow. So, I mean... Lim- most limited editions are no more than 500 boxes. Yep. So say they took 250 boxes, Ooh, dude. That is a wee. huge hit. That's a hit, man. But when you showed me the Alec Bradley uh-huh. that they were broken into and lost that, it's like, dude, that's three different ones that we mm-hmm. know of. All in Florida. 
all in Florida. So, and it was funny because, you know, you think, what? why would someone do that? And then what would they do with it? And, and we you, sat there. And then your cop mentality <laughs> nice. came out cop and mentality. was like, you'd put them on the dark web and take cryptocurrency to sell them. And I'm like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> wow. See, I was taught in order to catch a criminal, you got to think like a criminal. So where, if if I got something that is highly known, I can't just sell it out on the street. I can't put it on Facebook Marketplace, place to go to dark web. And then to cut the paper trail, cryptocurrency. Boom. You nailed it. <laughs> cryptocurrency. I collect after, my money. After Bryant told me that, I was like, dude, let's start a syndicate. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm not going to jail for nobody. I'm selling something on the web. <laughs> what can I sell? How about if I fill these bottles full of used cigar smoke? Oh, that is put them on the dark web. There's got to be some sicko on there that's looking for something weird. This is it's funny because my first uh, full-time police job was in Venice, Illinois, Madison County. Madison County was pro-police. If I could catch marijuana smoke in the air and put it in a jar, I could get a conviction. <laughs> that's how pro-police You're they like, were. Look, Your Honor, here it is. <laughs> the film shows me catching it in the air from him opening his mouth. This is it. <laughs> But, hey, man, it's just like... Can you pass me that ball of Jefferson's, yes, please? Sir. Thank yes, you, sir. I appreciate it. I really wanted to keep it to myself, but yes, sir. It's just a, it's a mindset, man. And people are going after... Cigar, cigar manufacturers are doing everything they can to stay open. They're doing everything they can to stay open. They're not just the manufacturers, because Bugatti is accessories, too. Right. And then you burglarize them, and you take large, I mean, humongous amounts of, of, of inventory that hits them hard, especially in COVID. Come on, man. I mean, I can understand everybody's trying to, to feed yourself, but I, I just I just can't see that. I can't. I you can't. know, the only reason I could understand someone breaking into a place and stealing that many cigars is like if they thought the apocalypse was about to happen and they were going to bury those cigars for future generations. <laughs> The apocalypse happening ain't gonna be no future generation. Well, you know that one or two that survive and start the I humanity over. I promise you, they're not gonna be digging for six. You don't know; it might be my my lineage. Oh, yeah. He's not gonna dig for sticks. He's gonna try to make the world right again on the second go around. Hey, he didn't say you. We didn't say you. Let's just say if I made it, oh. I'm I'm gonna find. I'm gonna go up in the mountains, light up a cigar, and sit back and look at all. Be like, like look at these fools. <laughs> look at those people. Look at them. They're panicking, and I'm enjoying. And I've myself. got all these cigars. And everybody's gonna be looking like, who is that guy on the mountain? <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> so, all right. So, what else you got, brother? Hey, uh, sheepdog. Sheepdog. Fat Ash. Fat Ash. Brothers of the Lee, Pennsylvania chapter. Distinguished Ruffians and the Smokehouse Gorillas. What do they all have in common? They're cigar groups. That's true. But they all have another thing in common. All right. Lay it on me. Protocol Cigars has announced a calibration with these five cigar clubs. They're going to bring out a 6 by 60 via Tola. What's it called? I didn't see the name. They haven't named it yet. And it's the five uh, what? Five uh, cigar clubs. The Sheepdog, Fat Ash, Ash, not Ash, Ash. The Brothers of the Leaf, the Pennsylvania chapter, Distinguished Ruffians, and the Smokehouse Gorillas. Now, I know who some of those are. Yeah. I don't know all of them. Me neither. But I know three of them. 
Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not even going to mention the ones I know, <laughs> but I'm kind of surprised that one of them isn't on that list. I don't know how I you know who you're talking about. I man. don't know how you could go out and make a cigar that has to do with cigar groups mm-hmm. and not include them. I'm with you on that one. I, I bet you I know who you're talking about. Barrel burner. Yes. I mean, 100%. I, they're I mean, everywhere. You know, when I think of cigar groups, to me, it's barrel burners and ruffians. Yep. There's and don't get me wrong. There are others, I, I know yeah. there's ash holes. Yeah. There's cigar fat porn, ash, all this shit, fat ash, all of. There's yes. a lot of them, but the two that stand out that stand out to me the longest. That's mm-hmm. been you know here forever mm-hmm. has been those two, the barrel burners and the ruffians. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of surprised that a cigar company maybe maybe I don't know the you know there could be some behind the scenes yeah. stuff where yeah. maybe. Barrel burners didn't want to be a part of it, or maybe they're know. working on something separate, yeah. or maybe, you know. But we know who these five yeah, are. Yeah, so. so that's cool. That's cool. It's a blessing, man. You know, and this is a collaboration again with the consumers. The consumers. Here's another cigar company trying to think about the consumers. Okay, these are the cigar clubs. These are the people that love my product. Right. <laughs> so let me talk to them and see what they want, what they're about. McAuliffe set the bar. Yeah. I they think. set the bar. With the Ambassador Club, they set the bar. And with the A, mm. that's the first one. Dude, that's there the it icing. Is. Yeah. There it is. That was the first time I'd ever seen it done. Yes. And, you know, I think McAuliffe and Viva La Vida both mm. go above and beyond and set mm. the bar by yes. only selling. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. What's that? Did you see the announcement with McAuliffe? About... Stepping away and, and staying with brick and mortars only? Yes. Yes, sir. How about that? So they basically, and you know, I'm I'm not very, uh, how would you say, tender. <laughs> Brother, ain't nothing on you tender. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> not even emotions. <laughs> I mean. Nothing is tender. I don't want to, I'm not, I, and I am taking this out of context, okay? Just so you know, because no one has said this. Mm-hmm. But from what I can tell, if you just read between the lines, <laughs> CI and Thompson's were told to take a hike. Yeah. I'm done with because you. I am supporting the brick, brick and mortar. Mortars, yeah. And yeah. so I love it. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I'm not I'm not selling anybody out. No. But no no, I'm telling you a different story. About eight or nine months ago. We got an offer for a sponsor. Okay. And I told him, not no, but hell no. Wow. And I said, no offense, but you guys are known in the cigar industry as the devil. Ooh. And he laughed. (laughs) He says, yeah, I've heard that. (laughs) But it was CI. So you would t- he, he was talking to the Death Star. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was talking to Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> but I was like And he laughed. You know what? He knows. Yeah. But he was he he was super nice guy. Yeah. I'm not knocking not, him yeah. at all. He was great. But I was like, man, our number one thing is to support brick and mortars. And so if it means going without a sponsor, we're doing that before we have That's Satan. It. Hey, hey, Luke. Since your name is Luke, 
You see how your dad played Vader for real at the end? <laughs> he stepped away from the dark star. <laughs> oh my God. Luke. No, don't do it. Okay. You probably heard that in your entire life, haven't you? Oh. When he was He's born. He's born here. <laughs> Dude, I came out the womb and I heard him saying something. <laughs> I am your father. And I was wondering until I got five. <laughs> and no, I no. saw the movie. He, he saw it at three. At three. At two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's, any- it's cool, man. It's cool. You know, that's that's been your mantra from the beginning. We will not have anybody as a sponsor who we don't believe in. That's right. And that's what you said from the beginning. That's from the very get-go. And you know what? I just recently made a decision on another company that I was really heavily considering. Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know what? Change your mind. Not doing it because there was some discrepancies Mm -hmm. on what I thought and what I found out. out, And so I was like, you know what? If they don't fall within the guidelines of what we expect yeah then no go i got you you know what i mean because it's not just about us it's about everybody that listens that takes time out of their day to listen to these two knuckleheads ramble on it's about you all and we're not going to put anything out there or talk about anything that we don't feel 100 percent about that's just the way it is right and because you know that reflects on us yeah and I so when it. I tell when I, I tell you that enough. I love this cigar or I smoke this mm-hmm. cigar, it's and the truth. Our sponsors, it's the truth. It's because I believe not a hundred percent just in the product, but mm-hmm. the people of the company as well. True, because there's a, there's guys out there that make good products. Oh yeah, and but you just can't believe. I don't in know them. their business morals. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough of a rant about that. I don't know how I got off of that, but anyway, what's your next topic? <clears throat> week two week two okay you know you got to talk about it what you know he has to talk what about, about it. I, don't, I don't even know what week two 40 to 39 oh oh now let me first ask you let me first ask you <laughs> i knew it did you watch it I, I watched the end i saw the end and it blew my mind it blew my mind that they tried on <laughs> sidekick and a funky on side yes and the falcons are morons type kick and the only thing i can think of is that you're a falcon guy But wait a minute no 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 wait a minute let me finish you're a falcon guy is the thought in your head that i can't touch it until it gets 10 yards or is it it's spinning so fast that if I touch it, it's going to shoot off and no. hit somebody else? His his dumb thought was I couldn't touch it for because t- he ran up to it. Right. And you saw the Cowboys ran there and just stopped around him. And then he stepped to the back. They went to the front. And when it hit 10 yards, they dove on it. Right. And he was still standing. I never in a million years thought that they would be successful on the onside. But here the rules have changed to take that ability to get an onside kick away. away. First of all, you can't run up to it. Right. You can't get a head start. It has to go to ten I mean to the point where if it's just nine yards, you can't even go nowhere near it. <laughs> That's the way they feel about it. So how? I don't how? know. I don't know. But here's here's my takeaways from the Cowboy game this week. And so my first takeaway is I had predicted them to lose this one too. So they did lose. 
They 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 but well they found when a way they had, to win. When they had three fumbles in the first quarter, yeah, you knew it. <laughs> I was like, this game's not going well. But then again, you have to realize who they were playing. Who, I who who had gone up twenty to something over another team, right? And let it go at the end. At one time, it was twenty nine ten. Yes, and I was like, who but you comes know what? back from but that? Here's, but here's the thing. I kept seeing the offense being successful and playing tough, but the defense was not good. The defense actually was worse than the score showed because because there was like two or three major drops by Atlanta's receivers that would have kept – the sealed drives it. going yep. sealed it, and then there was stupid decisions on both coaches. I mean, the Cowboys went for it on fourth. They <laughs> didn't make it. They did a fake punt. Then they did another fake punt. It's like, do we have the three Stooges coaching? But you, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. You know, the offensive coordinator is calling the plays, yeah. but Mike McCarthy the head has coach, to baby. sign off on that. He's the head coach, hey, baby. we're going to do a fake punt. Yeah. He doesn't say whatever. No. he has, You have to sell him on that. Right. So, I, hey, I, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm I, at a loss. I don't see how they did it. I thought I he was going to be more conservative and more about – Execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but let's he did. get back to the basics. Nah, he didn't. And he went out they, they went out there and did what they it's just like you said, the offense went out there and did what they needed to do to win that game. And I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed. I was happy, but man, defense and coaching both get D's yeah. Yeah. on my grading scale. Now, I will say this. I didn't see the 49ers play. Ooh. Dude, but y'all's injuries <sighs> got bad. Both are gone. Both is gone. And this is what I was talking to Luke about. They said, and it wasn't just them, another team said the same thing, that that field, that turf is sticky. Mm-hmm. It's sticky. It's They call it the worst turf in the NFL right now. But guess what? We got to play on it again next week because we play the Giants in the same stadium because the Giants and the Jets had the same stadium. So they stayed in New York, and they got to play again. And that guy's like, man, I really don't want to go out there because <laughs> look what happened. We lost four guys in that game. Four. I know. And two of them were your main players. Oh, didn't uh, Solomon Thomas, Raheem Mostert, and Garoppolo. Right. But I was thinking that one of the receivers got hurt. The receivers were already hurt. You're talking about Debo. Yeah. Yeah. He was already hurt. Yeah, but we got Sanu. Hopefully, he will have learned a little bit more of the. uh, the, uh, Well, he played for. uh, What's his name? Callahan. uh, Shanahan down in in, uh, Atlanta. Mm. That's where he started off at was with him in Atlanta. So he should know the terminology. But it was just a fact. And we, here's the thing that got me. I was like, is this a true de- uh, uh, a signal of how bad the Jets are or how good we we can be? Because losing your two strong defensive linemen, your starting quarterback. It's a sign of how bad the nah, Jets are. Anyway, anyway. I, I, and you're running I, back I, who ran 280 yards. One of them, they got called back. <laughs> I'm not saying what level that puts you guys on, but the Jets have been historically bad for a long time. You know what I, you know what I saw last night uh, after the game? I watched uh, the NFL uh, channel, and they were talking about the decision when Belichick had got hired as the Jets coach because uh, Parcells went up went upstairs, and then they did the uh, news conference, and then they said, oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> and then he did a news conference, and he was the new uh, New England coach. <laughs> 
I was like, what would have happened if he'd have stayed with the Jets, though? They would have been successful. Because yeah. they fired now you saw Now you saw Brady won yeah. this week. Yeah. And then did the did the Saints win? I thought they did. No, they, they played a night. Oh, they played a night. They played a night. Oh, okay. And see, uh, Carolina lost McCaffrey in that game, too, against uh, Brady now. Well, and then also uh, – Green Bay. Yeah. They say Green Bay looks. Green Bay is scary. I haven't man. seen them play at all. Green Bay is scary. I know Ike is loving this. Right. <laughs> Ike and my son, Brian Jr., because he loves Green Bay too. I know they loving this. You put my light in your pocket. Oh. No, I'll put it right on the ashtray for you. <laughs> so uh, let's get out of the sports mode. Yes, sir. For those of you who are not sports fan, we, we try not to, you know, dwell on yeah. sports too long. We don't overindulge. So, anyway, uh, let's We have see. to talk about two teams. That's it. <laughs> so, what? Oh, we're going to do our uh, this week and this week only. Okay. Well, not only. only. <laughs> that might be speaking out of turn. <laughs> this week, instead of doing the pick six, we're doing our top ten. Gotcha. Five, and five. five and five. So I this I kind of sprung this on you at the last moment. So I gotta I gotta add two more to my list. Yes. So do you need me to go first? Yes. Since I kind of sprung this on because you. you did drop it in my lap real quick. Well, and I mean sometimes I know that that's a tough call because I don't know how many sticks you're smoking each week. I assume you have at least five. Yeah, I do. That you're like yeah, at least one a day. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead and get started, and I'm going to go straight up the OM number four. That's my number five of the week. I think it's a great stick. Uh, you've seen them on my Instagram page. It's a really nice uh, blue and copper color band, semi-box press. I loved it. Great stick. And then uh, my number four this week. Okay. I went by and picked up a Aladino, Connecticut. Dude, it's been a while. He stole another one off my list. Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> that one's good enough to be on both our yeah. lists. But at number four, a Connecticut making the list. Dude, that's a great Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And the construction was fantastic. I mean, it was just lights out. And then uh, number three, three this week is the Aladino, Corojo Reserva. Dude, you straight, you swinging for the fences. Dude, you? I'm just telling you, the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Dude, they make a great stick. Yeah, they do. Make a great stick. So then my number two this week is I'm going with the Torpedo Viva La Vida. Went by, hung out with Ed and Larry this week at the Leaf back in the back. Yes, sir. Lit up that Viva La Vida. <laughs> just kicked back. Had a good time. Man, it was nice being back in the leaf. Dude, and the back is really nice. Oh, oh yes. I have to. I had to come you up mean, to the mic on that one. You mean, oh, yes. You mean, <laughs> let me tell you a secret. What's that? If you're going down there to meet Larry, <laughs> make sure you get there early. Why is that? So you can get the chair that you can see out the, the front, front door. Because <laughs> if you don't, he's going to get he's it. He's going to get it. That's his chair. Yeah. So this week like when he showed a up. A certain person has a desk back there. That's Larry's chair. <laughs> not if I get there early, it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's cool. I wasn't letting him have it. So anyway, my number one this week is probably gonna surprise you maybe i don't know maybe maybe not 
It's 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 probably <laughs> been on my top three for our pick six. I wonder. <laughs> no, no. It's actually not. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not the medallion. Okay. That one always makes my top something. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually the leaf by Esteban. Mm. And it mm. was the Maduro. You do you like those? Yes. I can't remember if you like. I don't somebody, like the Kentucky Fry cured. Right, but somebody like doesn't like this one. I don't like the Oscar leaf. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh-uh. It's like smoking a campfire to me. Really? Yeah. It's just my personal palate. I I don't. I know people that love it. I do. Okay. I know a lot of people that love well, it. Well, that's to me, that's my top five for okay. this week. Lay on me what you got, and let me shoot them down. My number five. But hey, let me tell you this. I don't know what I'm smoking right now, but that is up there on my top five of the well, week if just, I knew what it when, was. When you let him know what it is, Luke, he's going to be. <laughs> so my number five was the Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro Cinco. Oh, good stick. Good stick. Number four, my favorite, Viva La Vida Series 500. Oh, dude, I saw the leaf got some more of those. Oh, I was looking in my humidor oh and there was one i was like i want this nice. <laughs> i gotta have this now see but now i know that they have some more they didn't have very many i'm going down they there had, they had sold several i'm gonna go but down let there. me tell you this uh i was telling larry about your humidor situation uh-huh. for when you were digging in the bottom yeah. and you were smoking all these good sticks <laughs> yeah. and i was like He's doing it wrong. <laughs> and Larry agreed with me. Yeah, I'm supposed to smoke, smoke them first. when you want yeah, to smoke them because smoke then you have all those great sticks that you have to smoke. <laughs> and it's like, I don't really want to smoke it because this is so good. <laughs> so anyway. My number three was the Aladino, Connecticut. Oh, nice, nice. Great See, smoke. You, 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 you jumped you jump hey, me on that. You know one. what? I hadn't had one in several weeks. So it hit me. And then I had a Podomo. 25th anniversary. Oh, nice. The Maduro? Yes. That's a great stick. Do you know what I love about that stick? Yes. Is that thick, oily wrap. Oh, man. I sat there and I had coffee with it. I had uh, Moose Mountain that, uh, was it the Ecuador? Ethiopian. Ethiopian, yeah. Ethiopian you get. Boy, those hit together so smooth, man. I was sitting, I smoked that Saturday morning. I was just sitting, I was like, this is on hit. But my number one took everything, and it was the Lindea. Oh, the Leyenda. Leyenda, yeah. I call it Lindea, the Leyenda. <sighs> you know what's funny? Is you know who smoked that stick this week and was going on about it? Who? Big Larry. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. You he got told him out me. of Maduro? <laughs> You got him out of something, Bo? Right. Well, you know, he told me two weeks ago that he was starting to enjoy some of the mid-power stokes. Boy, when your palate wakes up. Dude, oh, right? Oh, God, when the palate wakes up, Dude, man. exactly. <laughs> and so he was telling, and I had gone in the humidor and picked him out some sticks. Uh-huh. And like the next week, he was like, hey, have you smoked one of these? And he sent me a picture of the Leander. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I was like many that times. That was my number one this week, man. Well, and he was going on about it. And so when we met at the Leaf the other day, I was like, so tell me about that Leander. 
and he was like, you know, I was really impressed. Yes, and I was like, yes, he's growing. He's growing. He's coming. He sees the light. Because he's been he's He's a longtime veteran yes. of quality bourbon. Oh, yes. If you want to know bourbon, he talk to knows Larry. a lot. Yep, talk to Larry. In fact, he even knows a lot of scotch. Yeah, he was a bartender. <laughs> well, yeah, that helps. And so he got to he got to sample <laughs> a lot of great bourbons and scotches, and not just a bartender. No. He's the, a bartender at the Air, Air Force, Force Officers Club. Yeah. So you know those guys are drinking some good stuff. Yeah, they were above the E Club. We had more beer than liquor. So right. <laughs> Officers had the liquor. We had the grog, as we called it. The grog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. But, man, that, that's my five for this That's week. a good five. So there's yeah. top ten right there. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what? In, on our page, when we post the episode down in the show notes, I'll recap the cigars. Cool. Because a, a, a Patreon... It was asking me, hey, man, could you start telling us in the show notes what the cigars yeah, are? So they could That way, yeah. you know, because they might be driving. They can't be writing yeah. stuff down. Please don't. So we'll start putting the pick six in the top ten. Gotcha. Whenever we do those. On the show notes. Gotcha, so anyway, bro. how's that uh, bourbon doing you over bro, there? I'm on my last little bit. I want to savor it. <laughs> are you going to have another? Yes. Oh. I can't go without another. This stuff is good, man. <laughs> well, you're on your second. Yeah. I just poured my fourth. But I'm, but that's a small pour. It is, you know, for I'm, you, yeah. yeah, definitely for you. <laughs> Tim will be over there, uh, Rob. He's not a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so what are you doing next weekend? I'm down. Uh, I'm going down to Colleen, my son's 25th birthday. Dude, you go out of town. Hey, my son, I, this is this will be the last time that. I'm going to celebrate his birthdays because next year he will have a child. I get you. And he knows I've told him, I said, once the baby's born, you're done, you, bro. I don't, you, you, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> it's going to be all about my, my grandchild. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be the grandfather that they want to stay with all the time because that's just where my mindset is. I'm with so you. So he's going to get a big blash, splash going out. And that's going to be it. Now, how old is Brian? He'll be 25. 25. Yeah. So that's a good time. Yep. After 25 yeah. to have a grandkid. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? Like, I have an 18-year-old girl and a 20-year-old son, and I'm like, I don't even want you to think I am of so, having a kid. I'm so thankful that he did it because I got three girls. Really, I got, with my stepchildren, I got four girls. <laughs> and the boys are the ones that have given me grandchildren. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because with my stepson, Taurus, he has two. He has two grand. I have two granddaughters by him. Cool. One here and the other one's in Germany. Wow. Yeah. Joy. My Joy. That's, That's her, name. her name, Joy? Yeah. And she's in England? Germany. Germany. Yeah. Joy and Avery. Very Avery's nice. the oldest, yeah. And who's in the military over there? My, my stepson. He's here. He's back here now. He's at Fort Hood now. Oh, He's okay. an MP down at Fort Hood now. So that's the one that you went to see last yeah. weekend or the, the weekend before last. So did you go anywhere this weekend? Nope. Wow. Awesome. Nope. And you didn't call me. You didn't text me. I just sat in the house, man. I, my, my, I have to have a mental rest now. Cause I've been well, going yeah. After the last three weeks, dude, you haven't been in town for three weeks man, in a row. In a row. And then I'm going out of town next week. The well, you week know, after, the reason I was asking you is because Tim and Mark are both coming mm. next weekend. Sorry. We're going to do an episode. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. And you know what? It's not going to be a cigar talk episode. What is it going to be? 
I have no idea. It's just going to be like a BS uh, hey, session. This ain't cigar talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near. In fact, <laughs> please do not even think that they are. <laughs> this is NC seventeen. <laughs> If they had an NC forty, say <laughs> this would be it, because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be a no Holes holding more. back. Yeah. Just oh, I need one out. of those sessions. I know. Ooh, I need. One so of I those think sessions. we're going to try to put together a game of like hold them, and then we're going to do that on when Saturday are they night. Oh, shoot, because I'll be back Sunday. Well, we will record on Sunday. Ah, be what back time then. will you be back? You just let me know, and I'll make sure I'm back noon. Oh shoot, that's too early. Make it about three. Two, three, one thirty, three, one, four. <laughs> we'll see if we can do three. Gotcha. Hey, are you available? Okay. Because yeah, three, I would like to do video on that as well. And so this is going to be the celebration of hitting one hundred episodes, yes. but on the outside looking in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. hey, let's tell everybody. Who our special guest is coming up later in the hour. Hey, the one, the only, the greatest. Dude, now McAuliffe. 100 episode, we get the man. I know, man. I the was, man. You know what? I, I, I had the privilege of sitting down with him and just talking to him one on one. I was just saying, having him pay for lunch. <laughs> no, you know what? We didn't do lunch. We didn't, because you know, COVID. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not like it used to be. I know. I'm waiting for the time that we get to do that again. Yeah. But it was just a blessing to sit down with Al McAuliffe and have a one on one conversation with him. And it wasn't all cigars. And it, mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It was. You know, I wanted to find out a little bit about his history because you it's mine. A, it's Did you a, peak his mind? It's, it's a rich history. Yeah. And I mean, just the way that he has gone about doing a cigar company mm. blows my mm. mind. Mm. It blows a lot of people's mind. Because and your ability to bring that out of them. Dude, you know? here's the thing. When I her first heard of McAuliffe cigars, mm-hmm. I heard people like trying to put a, a big man down you know what i mean uh, yeah, yeah when you're successful yeah. like al is it was like i heard people be like yeah just some rich guy doing a hobby mm-hmm. or you know and it's like no 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 nowhere no. near you don't know no, mr at all, at all if <laughs> you think he has time for hobbies you don't know because <laughs> he goes as they say, balls to the wall. Balls to the wall, <laughs> but and not traditionally. No, no. Because when you look at the cigar industry, it's a very traditional mm-hmm. oh, yes. outlet. Now, oh, there yes. are companies that are breaking the mold, and they are doing flashy things. And that's the new They are mindset. doing themes, and they, yeah. are, they are doing some different things. But when you take a company and go back to the basics... Mm-hmm. You go back to what people know is the quality. The core. The core. Yeah. And so when you go there and then you make a commitment Mm. to the consumers Mm. and to the brick and and mortars. Dude, you know what what it reminds me of? And I'm going to give you a story here that has nothing to do with cigars. (laughs) But I love this guy. 
and I've played you one of his songs. I know you're not a country fan, but his name is Charlie Crockett. And Charlie Crockett, I want to say, is probably about 23 years old. And he's playing music that sounds like Hank Williams Sr. And he's (laughs) making it his own, but he's doing hardcore grassroots beginnings of country, which... 99% 99% of country artists today don't know anything about, don't know nothing about. And so when you see somebody that says, you know what? Let's get back to the basics. Dude, isn't it a strange thing that getting back to the basics is it's, a bold idea? Yeah, it's a bold idea. That's what I was getting ready to say. Going back to the fundamentals, going back to the foundations is a bold idea. What? It's what? like, it's like, because people don't see that. It's like people laid out the way it should be done mm. and then people mm. transitioned it mm. for decades mm. and decades mm. until you, now you're just in a mess. Mm-hmm. And then you get somebody to say, okay, we're going back to the beginning and we're going to start this from the grassroots one brick at a time. Boom. One brick at a Boom. time. Boom. And that you, now you get McAuliffe who looks at, thinks about, dreams about, visions their consumers the brick and mortars their foundation That's it. and you know it's funny because i think that maybe some people would go oh man do they ever get tired of just talking about or do they you know have to do all this no dude when companies set the example it's not because they're a sponsor that we're going on about it as it's, we said it's, in it's the amazing as we said in the beginning of this episode our sponsors are people we believe in True. People we are are vested in because we believe in what they are doing. Not just what they're selling, but what they are doing. Right. And, you know, that's why it's McAllen. That's why it's Viva La Vida. That's why it's The Leaf. That's why certain companies that we look at, we're like, okay, yeah, we like this, but no, this is not off. This is not good. This is so Dude, we step away. When you look back at the history of the United States oh. and you think about companies that did it the right way. I hate Ford, but Ford did it the right way. Dude, I mean, and it was a. <laughs> I'm a genial man. It was, but a, I got to be real. <laughs> and it was a backbone of America. Yep. And to look at that business model, because what he did, and he, to say I'm doing it the right way. You got people to say, well, he he invented. The, no, he didn't. He didn't invent the vehicle. What he did, he invented merchandising. He invented. It, the ability to take he a piece of metal process. Yeah, and take that piece of metal and bring it to this and he revolutionized that that's what he did he stuck with that to the point where at one time he was number one in everything 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 yeah and so that's what i love about the guys that we have as sponsors you know what i mean because when it comes right down to it you're doing the best in all aspects yeah. And thinking about the people that you're trying to attract. And that's where it comes down to the cutting the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting the nuts, son. So, hey, guys. Stay away from the mirror, Luke. (laughs) Let's uh, take a quick little break. And when we come back, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Al McAuliffe. We'll be right back after the break. Would scare the crap out of any mafia guy. You know? So it was, it was an interesting time in my life. It sounds like an interesting life you've had, Al. I have. I'm very lucky. 
I want to uh, take this time to say we're so thankful to have you joining us for the 100th episode. We're here at the McAuliffe headquarters, and we're just thankful that you're willing to join us. We we thought about who we would want for the 100th episode, and right away, I messaged Dan and was like, what's the chances of us getting Al one-on-one? And he was like, I'll see what we can do. And bam, here you are. Well, I'm, I'm delighted and, and uh, frankly honored that you would even think about picking me for this oh. episode. I, I wouldn't have picked anyone else. Oh, thank you. I, I And after I got done with thinking about you, I started thinking, I don't know of anybody else I'd want. And then I thought maybe Dan. And then I was like, no, we get somebody else. No, Dan's. <laughs> no, we just had Dan on the show two weeks ago. He's way more factual than me. And, you know, and he's uh, a lot brighter. I can tell you that. He's a pretty sharp guy. Yeah, no question. You've assembled a pretty amazing team, actually. You know, when I look at the McAuliffe team from the outside, you've put together quite a team and it's not your normal cigar company team. Like when you look at other cigar companies, you see guys that have been in the cigar business for 20, 30 years. And you've put together a team that they love cigars, but they haven't been in the cigar industry. So they bring all these fresh ideas and perspectives that I think is completely changing the face of the cigar industry. Um, I can tell you that, um, you know, none of us had a strong cigar background. And believe me, that has some real advantages to have that background. But you do lose the creativity of, hey, let's approach it this way or let's solve this problem or, you know, where are the opportunities at? And, you know, traditional companies might attack it the way other companies have over the over the years. With Dan and Amanda, you know, um, and, and Dan's the one who really fostered the support of the uh, of the brick and mortars mm-hmm. because, uh, and I, I applaud that because I, I, the more and more I thought about it, the more I get involved and in travel to brick and mortars, I begin to realize, and the more legislation and and you know, I mean, in San Francisco, in some areas, you can't even smoke in your car. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, and you certainly can't <clears throat> smoke outside. I feel very strongly that the people that are going to continue to make this industry strong are the brick and mortars that you're allowed to smoke at or have a drink at or be with your friends unless you're going to be smoking in your backyard right? by yourself. Right. You know, or your wife going... Robert, are you out there again? No. <laughs> My wife knows where I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I think that the brick and mortars is the real value of the community because that's where the community meets to relax and get away from the stress of the world and just enjoy the camaraderie with other cigar smokers. Yeah. And what you guys have done, and I've said it before on the show that – a lot of cigar companies say they support their brick and mortar. You guys put your money where your mouth is. I mean, you led the way in showing this is how we're going to support the brick and mortar. And so it's blown me away yeah. with the Phoenix program that y'all did this last few months. That was, I mean, if that was not supporting the brick and mortar, there is not supporting the brick and mortar. And, and you know, the passport program. Oh, just dri- absolutely drives people into the stores to buy cigars to stick 
the label in the passport. But we've, you know, we've, I, I, you know, I mean, being a retailer as well as a manufacturer as well as whatever, I really understand the need for supporting, supporting as much as you can your customers. And that's what we're trying to do. And we're not done yet. Believe me. Oh, I have no doubt. (laughs) Cause I'll tell you this, the first six months I was blown away and I was like, wow, they've really changed things. And then the next six months I was like, these guys never quit. They keep innovating. I mean, every three or four months, there's some new idea that's coming out, and I'm just blown away. I mean, you guys named a cigar after to say thank you and pay tribute to your ambassadors. Yes, sir. No one's ever done that before. The ambassador program, nobody else has done that. I mean, just the things that you guys have done, there's a private group on Facebook just for the ambassadors. And now that has developed into its own community. Yeah. I mean, if you guys and Dan and Amanda and Sam, Andy, everybody's on that page talking to all the ambassadors. But if all the McAuliffe people left that page, there's already a community there that would go on to exist without those guys. Yeah. And that's impressive. You know, the thing about that, there's a lot of, a lot of value because the more and more challenges we get from social media trying to tell us how to how to um, live our lives, you know, and well, we're not going to, you know, tobacco is a bad thing, you know, and lump tobacco into a general category with all the crap. Um, we got to have we got to have a way to communicate with our customer base that's honest and, and forthright. Forthright. So, you know that that's we love it, and and there are other companies that have had ambassador type programs but more in name yeah exactly it was just something to say or talk about we are extremely active with our ambassadors and i was in a store the other day and this little girl came up to me and said mr mccalf my mother is one of your ambassadors no way yeah you know i mean you think about who who would care enough to come and say that you know my mother is one of your ambassadors like it it's very special to us, right? But obviously, it's special to her mother and special to her. Oh, I I know a lot of the ambassadors, and it's a very special program. And there's been a lot of great relationships built through that program. Uh, I'm friends with several of the ambassadors, and we talk almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the ambassador program, I would have never known those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the ambassador program that you guys have built is what I consider to be the real deal. Yeah. I mean, we really, we really want to support them. They support us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, on their, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I've never gone to a event where there wasn't two to five of our ambassadors there. And, and, you know, the virtual, the virtual, uh, oh, yeah. Um, the events, events we did, did yeah. you know, and, you know, and you know what, when that store is selling cigars, that event to people all over the country, he would have never had an opportunity to oh. sell cigars to a guy in St. Louis. Right. 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 So I was, I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that was, uh, I know I was at the leaf event and that was just amazing people calling in from California, from New York. Yeah, I mean, and for a shop in Abilene, Texas, Texas you exactly, know. and that's the second biggest event they've ever had, and certainly 
the biggest event they ever had online. Oh, by yeah. far. Yeah. I know it was, Jay was pretty excited, I can tell you that. Good guy. Oh. Good people. Very good people. Jay is, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better guy. In fact, I, I often say he makes me feel guilty for not being a better guy. Oh. That's how good he is. He's a good guy. Yeah. So, well, long as we got you, Al, we, we wanted to ask some questions to get to know Mr. Al McAuliffe a little bit deeper. And so we wanted to kind of go back from your history because you've been an entrepreneur your whole life. Correct. Yeah, that's right. And I know you're super successful. Were you always super successful? What was your, what was your not so successful business ideas? About. Half of them. Half of them? <laughs> yeah. Well, a true entrepreneur, I know, is not always successful, but that's how they learn. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, I've done businesses where they could have been successful if I would have understand marketing the way I do now or have people like I have now. Um, you know, because you just scratch your head and say, I remember we made heating pads that fit in a microwave out of silicone, okay? Okay. And they would heat up and they'd stay warm for, you know, hour, hour and a half. And, you know, we had these for arthritis. And they were it was a great product. Um, were we successful? No. The people that whipped our butt had a bag of beans. <laughs> no, honest to God. No, they, I, my wife has a bag of beans, beans you yeah. heat up in the heat microwave. Heat it right and stick their hand in it. Right. And, you know, I've got this high-tech silicone that was filled with silver so it, you know, would help hold the temperature. And, wow. And all of a sudden, you know, a guy shows up, gets on in the Sunday supplement, and ends up selling millions of them. And I still got a warehouse full of <laughs> mittens so really yeah i mean but stuff like that when I, I begin to understand at least now in the cigar business and you know now we don't do a lot of advertising in magazines based on all of our history and studies that the decision makers um in the cigar industry are your friends absolutely right um a humidor representative that somebody's in the humidor that suggests something to you but you don't go through magazines, and you may say, "Oh, the cigar of the year! I, I want to try that." Sure, sure. But 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 it's not where the decisions are made. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I mean, like as far as magazine advertisements go, I don't remember ever seeing one that caught my eye that even made me think of trying it. And like you say, on the top twenty-five that come out once a year, I usually want to try three or four in that whole list. Yeah, and then once I try them. I usually don't smoke them again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I just compare it to really like, well, they got that wrong. Or, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. But, yeah, most of the smokes that I smoke is off recommendations or a tobacconist that I know and trust. And and I think that's the where you really find the value is when you know a good tobacconist. Exactly. And, of course, the only magazine that catches my eye, and and, and your son Luke may make um, may agree with me is snob cigar snob <laughs> they have the best looking covers yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah uh in fact i i w we were ribbing back and forth me and the the guy who runs the cigar snob magazine on twitter back and forth he was saying the best cut was a straight cut and i was like oh no 
the only cut is the deep V cut. Yeah. And we were going back and forth, and I was like, I, I hope he thinks under knows that I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seems like a really good guy. So you're from Detroit originally. Like, what did you do in Detroit before you came to Texas? What was your main business then? Well, I was I took over a bankrupt rubber company. Okay. For um, I was I worked at General Motors as a manager, and my best friend's family owned this rubber company, and um, all their managers left and started a competing company, and they were. You know, they had some serious issues. So I had vacation coming from General Motors, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll come over and help you. Um, and I never went back to General Motors. Oh, wow. I came over, helped them for a few weeks, and then thought, you know, I could run this business. And uh, and so I did. And eventually we turned it around and made it profitable. And then it got bought by one of our best customers. Oh, wow. But the only way that they would buy the business is if I stayed. And I said, the only way I'll stay is if I get a small piece of this. Right. Well, you know, so that, that you know, that's how I got into the rubber business, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and back in those days, I used to pay attention to all the details and, you know, which I don't do now. You know, Dan can tell you that. I, I, I just, I'm worn out from that, but. Dan and his team do a great job. Well, I mean, think about it. You're 77 now. Yes, sir. How long has it been since you were coming in every day? Um, Five years, maybe. Yeah, that's not very long. No, no. I mean, I until Dan showed up, I had no, you know, I'm no confidence in some of my team. Um, uh, but I, I made a vow to myself because my board was on me to, re, you know, do something. But I, I, made, I, I, I made a vow I'm not hiring anybody unless, you know, we, we, we match thinking. A guy that's honest, has no hidden agenda, tells you like you call it, doesn't blame people, addresses the problem. Because, you know, I've been through that with top-notch guys. Okay? Right. So, and, and Dan. Fit the bill. And we met accident, not accidentally, but we met at the Cigar Lounge. Oh, really? But we had a chat. He had a, like a three-year interview, you know, <laughs> I mean, because we, we were together almost every day, you know, so. Um, You're like, after three years, I know this guy. Yeah, and I actually asked him to help me when Janie got cancer because um, I was not only spent a little more time with her, but was preoccupied. Sure. You know, and so. And Dan jumped in there, and, uh, you know, he decided to stay. And how nice is it now for the last five years that you've been able to step back and not be under the gun every day? Um, I mean, have you gotten to the point where you enjoy it? I do. You know, I've – Because I assume you were a workaholic at one time. Well, I would start, like, I'll be at the office at 5 in the morning. (laughs) I I don't think I ever left. I can count probably on one hand that I was there after six o'clock, but I like the mornings. Sure. Dan can tell you if you don't have some free time in the morning, because Dan's a lot like me, there's no, his doors never close. So people are coming in all day long, you know? So, so yeah, I, it, it's nice to not have that, that pressure, but 
believe me, these kids keep these guys keep me busy. Do they? Yeah, because they're always scheduling something, or you know, <laughs> or or I'm at some event somewhere, and uh, and 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 our salesmen finally realize that uh, this guy may be an asset at an event. You know, right? They figured that out. Yeah. So during COVID, have you been able to stay home more? Hopefully. Well, I had to because they wouldn't let me come in. Oh. I can show you where the my office door was nailed shut. Really? I can show you I can show you the nail holes. But what what so what I did is I thought, you know, I'm I can't do this. So I completely remodeled the first floor of my condominium. Okay. And put a world-class cigar lounge in. Oh wow. Yeah. And so um, the exhaust system changes the air in there every 32 seconds. No way. Yeah, and it's and you can walk in there on, you know, the next day after we've been smoking up a storm, you have no idea that anybody smoked a cigar. Wow. There. Yeah. So I did that, made it very comfortable, and uh, and so and, you that, know, people forget that is one of the most important thing is the air quality while yes, you're smoking because exactly. we don't want to sit around smoking each other's air and uh, exhaust and we did a big change at our studio back in december and we thought we had a decent air system and what we swapped to night and day yeah and i was like if i would have known how much of a difference this would have made you would have done it earlier oh yeah yeah well we had the same thing here we had a system that made noise and cracked and did everything and it didn't do anything (laughs) and then we we put all these wall units. We don't even have them anymore. And then they put the same system in here that I have in my house. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we had a, one big skeptic that didn't think it would work. He's sitting across from me now. <laughs> but he finally, when I finally did the study and we were turning the air in here, you know, every three oh, minutes. Yeah. yeah. he He's a believer now. Well, I mean, it's clean as can be in here. Yeah. Both of us have been smoking for 30 minutes. So so what brought you to Texas? You were successful in Detroit, and then you up and left and went to Texas? Well, my manufacturing company, when I, when I learned enough how to read an income statement and a balance sheet, I decided there's no way I'm going to survive in this environment. Because, you know, here's a small manufacturer competing – at that time, obviously, with automobile companies paying $25 an hour, and we're paying 8 $9 an hour. Right. Know? And uh, um, I thought, this isn't going to work. So um, I always had an infinity for Texas. So I... Where'd that come from? When I was a little kid, I built a crystal set. And most people are listening to this have no idea what it is. <laughs> I don't know what a crystal set is. It's a... It's a it's a, a coil that has a crystal, and you ground it, and you pick up radio stations with it. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the only station I could get was the station in Del Rio, Texas. Wow. Now, because they their antenna broadcasting was in Mexico, and their studio was in Texas. So, you know, the United States had all these regulations so they are pumping 50,000 watts oh, all across the country. Wow. So I was able to get that station. And my parents couldn't convince me that I didn't live in Texas. Wow. Because I was li- I, I, built, I don't know whether I built this with my dad. I think we must have. But I was not six, five or six years old. And I had these headphones like this. 
and I'd lay in there like listen to Wolfman Jack. You know, I'm, I I met Wolfman Jack. I lived in St. Louis for a short period, and when I went to the mall one day, I seen this guy walking, and he was wearing black from head to toe with a sports coat, and he had that goatee, goatee. with silver in it, and he had two big guys with him so you knew you weren't going to mess with him but he was just as nice as he could be but you know i grew up my parents were about your age and so i grew up with uh what's that movie uh american graffiti oh yeah so i loved wolfman jack the whole time i was growing up that's one of my favorite movies oh great movie yeah classic so you listen to texas radio as a young kid and in your 30s you decided i'm moving to texas yeah and yeah. where'd you move to? Did you move to this area? I came, yes, I came to, um, I was standing at the Dairy Queen in Weatherford, Texas, <laughs> on a way to Mineral Wells because they shut down an, um, an army base and there was a lot of available buildings and I thought I could get one of those buildings and move my manufacturing company into one of those buildings. Okay. So I'm standing in line at the Dairy Queen. And a guy in front of me, is talk, he looks back and he talks to me. And he said, what are you doing here? And I said, where are you from? And I told him I was going to Mineral Wells to see if I could set up a manufacturing plant. And it was a city manager at Weatherford. Oh, wow. So he says, well, why are you going out there? I said, why don't you come here? It's closer to Fort Worth. And I said, well, you know, you don't have anything here. I, I said, you have no buildings? You have nothing? He said, well, what if we could build you a building? And I said, I, I certainly will listen to what you have to say. So he and I became friends. We ended up going to Washington, D.C. and get an EDA grant to build this park, wow. this industrial park. That road out there, I consider my own road because I paid. I mean, I helped get the money to pay for that road. So and, this is where it's always been. Yeah, it's always been here. Yeah. Wow. And so they, the, um, the Weatherford Industrial Plan built this the original manufacturing building for me then two or three years later i needed to expand because we were based on our new costs and productivity we had to expand and i went back to the weatherford industrial plan and a lot of these old farts didn't want to take any more risk although we've been really successful they said no we're not going to do it and i go what am I going to do? So I paid the next payroll in $2 bills. I covered the city of Weatherford with $2 bills. You know, everybody had them. They, wow. So, you know, they begin to realize the impact. At that time, we had a we had 500 people on the payroll. So it was, Which a, was probably in the top 10 of. Well, we were the largest, largest. Employer, employer in the county at wow. that time. So there was. It, People begin to realize, and everybody's talking about it. You know, kid comes in from work and he's got, you know, that many $2 bills, you know. So um, they immediately, the next week, approved the expansion. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was a one of the problem solving methods that I was very proud of. And my son, Mike, always thought it was a story. And then he was going through our scrapbooks. And there's a picture of me sitting just like this with monk. Money stacked up like all in two dollar twin dollar towers, yeah, like two dollar bills. Yeah, wow, it was a fun deal. So, you know, so I had an affinity for Texas, anyhow, and uh, 
I thought, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. And I came down here when I in Detroit because we one of our customers used to be General Dynamics. Okay. We made seals for them. We made seals for the F one eleven. Oh wow! Yeah, the swept wing uh, fighter or bomber, and so um, I kind of knew, and I kind of liked Texas. We used to eat at El Phoenix because we thought that was the greatest Mexican restaurant in the world. We found out it's really not. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife used to love El Phoenix when we were young. Yeah, and uh, so you're also in the restaurant business. Yes, yes, sir. How did that come about? I mean, you're in the injection molding company business. You're also cigars, but how did the restaurants come into play? Well, they're not dissimilar. Okay. But I'll get into that later. I bought a ranch in Alpine, Texas, where I thought the first time I saw it, I was very young, and and I was just fascinated by, by the volcanic structures out there and how beautiful it was. But I never thought I could afford to own a boulder let alone a ranch <laughs> right so i i bought a ranch and i get out there and i find out this is a gastronomical wasteland <laughs> you know if it's not fried you're not going to eat it right yeah it, not that i have anything against fried food believe me but i thought i'll just open a restaurant out here so i have a place to hang out and eat and we did and it ended up being very popular very very good so then i ended up having the chairman of bank one um, out hunting with me and he ate at the restaurant and went, holy crap. He said, listen, I got a restaurant on the top of my bank building, 35th floor restaurant. He said that used to be a private club and it went out, it, you know, they shut down. So I think it was called the century two club. And uh, I said, Bob, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a restaurant guy, you know? And he goes, well, your food sure says you are. So he bugged me for a week, and I said, okay, okay, I'll send over somebody. So I sent over my, my friend and, and a guy that worked for me, a kid named Mike Evans, and he came back and negotiated five years with no rent and five years at 10 cents a square foot per year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I thought, how can I blow this, you know? <laughs> right. You know, with no rent, you know? So we ended up opening um, the Riata in Fort Worth, and I took – half of the floor and, op- and and redid half the restaurant in a western motif and we were on a two to three hour wait on weekend wow so i came back here and got my engineers together actually i think in this room and i said okay guys here's here's the equation you guys that know geometry i've got you know i've got a two and a half hour wait and i've got you know x number of tables how many tables do I have to have to get that weight down to 30 minutes? And they all got their slide rules out back then. And so, well, Al, you got to open the entire floor. <laughs> so I did. And we still were on a two-hour wait. Wow. So so I don't trust slide rules today. True. Um, at any rate, it, yeah, it was that, that's how I got there. So did you have any experience in cooking or just you were an eater? I, I had a lot of experience in eating. No, you know what? Um, a lot of, you, you won't believe it, but a lot of practices that we have at our manufacturing plant, we have in our restaurants. We do statistics process control on mashed potatoes because 
if you if a mashed potato is cold, you don't like it, right? Right. If you if it's too warm, it starts to crust over. So you've got to have a temperature that you have to keep those mashed potatoes at. And instead of waiting till they start crusting over or waiting till they get cold, you 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 which gives you an auto you know out of uh, parameter situation. So if it starts to vary two or three degrees, you're fixing it before it becomes critical. And we do a lot of that. And then the processes for making rubber that we have um, um, in a plant to make our own rubber, we use big dough mixers, exactly what we use to make bread, exactly what we use to make mashed potato. Really? So a lot of the equipment, now back here we'll make 300, 400 pounds at a crack, and in a restaurant we're making, you know, 30 pounds right but it's but it's still i'll keep hitting it is the sound good oh yeah okay um yeah yeah so the processes are are um the processes are similar but training is the key in a restaurant and consistency and you have to when you make rubber to make parts out it's got to be consistent Perfect every time it's got to be because you've got a real sophisticated process for for processing the raw material into parts. And if the temperature is wrong or some of the parameters in the raw material, you know, the durometer is not right or the specific gravity is not right, you're not going to have the same product. So that's why I think a restaurant, you know, we, we've adopted a lot of the same processes in a restaurant that we have in manufacturing. That's and, interesting. Yeah. And, and I got to say that when I tell people about restaurants in the DFW area, the only one I recommend is the Riata Owl. Well, thank you for that, for sure. It, it surpasses any restaurant that I've been to. And it just made me think, what does Al know about cooking? Nothing. <laughs> but you know about putting processes in place. Exactly. And training. Yeah. Because your staff was spot on. The food was spot on. And I didn't have to wait for a table at all course i was with al that might have made a little bit of a difference uh sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get in sometimes you don't the other the other day i was having smoking cigars with a friend of mine and i think she had too much wine so on the way home she says i want some ice cream 10 o'clock at night i go where am i gonna i pulled into the riata they were closed but they were still there went inside and they put two sundays together <laughs> for us and now, if that's not impressive for a young lady, right? Right. No, but it was fun. It was fun. That is fun. So what's your favorite thing on the menu at Riata, just out of curiosity? Uh, honestly, I there, we have carne asada with two enchiladas, cheese enchiladas. Fa it's fabulous. That's the one to go to. Yeah, but, but you know, everything on the menu, although they've, they've veered off a little, I only put things on the menu I like. Ah. Yeah. So, you know, and people go, what if somebody doesn't like that? I don't care. You know. There's lots of other restaurants <laughs> that's right. you can go to. And that's not been the case, obviously. I had the blackened trout, and that was amazing. I'd never even had trout before. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something new, and yeah. it was lights out. Yeah. And I'm not a big fish guy, and I love I love our blackened tilapia. I like our blackened trout. You know, I love our, I actually like the buffalo ribeye that's blackened. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I had it Saturday night. 
was well, delicious. Put that on the list. Yeah. So tell us about how you expanded from injection molding to get into the cigars. Were you always a cigar smoker? Over my my life as a young man, um, I smoked cigars mostly on safari, or mostly when I when I was at the ranch. Okay, you know because I didn't even know about cigar lounges back then. I could go smoke at cigar lounges, and one of my friends opened Silverleaf, and I never even thought about it. And then one day I was somewhere, and somebody got buddy. Oh, I was. In Washington D.C., and there were the the director in the FBI that was in charge of weapons of mass destruction. He took me to his cigar lounge, and I thought, "Son of a gun!" So I remembered my friend had a cigar lounge, and that was years ago. And so I ended up going to Silverleaf and never stopped. You know, just and that was the beginning of my cigar ventures. What what year did Silverleaf open? Was that like two thousand and twelve? Five. five. Okay. Five years ago. Oh, five years ago. Yeah. So 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you jumped both feet all the way in. It's, the, the, the doctors have a word for it. They call it ADD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, just listening to your history, you've always been constantly, you're one of the guys that if you're not working, you're not happy. True. And I understand that if I'm, if I'm, my wife always says, you never take a day off. And I say, I can't wait till my regular day's off so that I can work on this. Oh, oh you're good. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I look forward to my weekends for my regular job so yeah. I can work harder on this. Yeah, I can. You know, I I, I must admit, I, I enjoy, um, I must admit, I enjoy um, not banging my head against the wall every day but i enjoy working with dan so i don't mind at all and and dan stops by we'll smoke cigars and we're undisturbed and you know we we talk and discuss every aspect of this business the cigar business as well as the other responsibilities sure. Dan has corporately yeah yeah because i mean and that's what blows me away is first of all i think dan has revolutionized the cigar industry i mean the things that you guys have do and i can't believe that other cigar companies haven't figured out that they need to be watching you guys because it's like what you guys are doing nobody else is doing yeah and it's gonna catapult you guys to the front of the herd yeah and everybody else is gonna be looking around going how do we miss that yeah well we've been we're seeing that a little bit um, now, and we, you know, and we're we don't revel in that. We just want to do a good job. That's all we right. care. That's all we care about. And but the innovation is just impressive because you're looking at a industry that's been around for a hundred years, yeah. And things don't change quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. What change has come has been decades in the making. You guys did more in the last 12 months than the industry has done in the last 50 years. Well, um, I'm, you know, I can't take credit for that, but I think uh, I think we're trying to to put a new face on some of the things that we do. And one, one of Amanda's missions and Dan and mine, seriously, is 
there's a whole demographic out there that that the industry treats not in the way they should, and that's women. Absolutely. And um, and and man, I can tell you, I've always been an advocate of women since I was, you know, first guy day in business. You know, I enjoy women, so obviously, you know, what a what a tremendous resource and smart, loyal, hardworking people. And so we'll be putting a very unique program together and not for women, but making sure that it includes them in the industry. And there's no, there's no differential between a man and a woman. Making a cigar for the little lady, in my opinion, is stupid and degrading. Insult. Insulting. That's what I guess that's really the word I was looking for. Yeah. No, I, I hate that. Well, you know, I have a, a very good friend, and she smokes cigars about like I do. And we were at a, in a cigar event one night, and she walks in, and the sales rep for that particular company, I won't mention any names, but he was like, oh, honey, I have the perfect cigar for you. And he hands her a little um, Connecticut, real light and mild and she was pissed. Oh, yeah. She was offended. She was like, so you judge me because I'm a woman. She's like, I smoke the darkest, boldest cigars you have, and I won't take any of yours. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. I mean, she was very offended. Yeah. I can Listen, I, usually they try to slip them a flavored cigar, you know, women a flavored cigar. You know. Let me tell you this. We came down here a couple of weeks ago. And Luke, my son, smoked his first cigar, which was a Riata from McAuliffe. Then he smoked that night a uh, Connecticut. Well, then we went to another shop on that same road trip, and they gave him a infused flavored cigar. Because, you know, he's just a brand new cigar smoker. He's only 20. And uh, anyway, he lit that up, and he was just kind of like, you know, I was like... That's different, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, if you like flavored infused cigars, more power to you. That's not my thing. I don't enjoy them, but there's people out there that that's what they like. But if to me, if you want to really get to know your tobacco, you want to taste the tobacco. And so I was just interested to see what he would think. And he didn't smoke. He didn't smoke very much of it. I can tell you that. Yeah. But he did try it, so he he I, he he got about half yeah, of it down. Yeah, but I was like, because the person that gave him that also gave me one, and I was like, oh no, I, Get, I'm not gave you a flavor too. Yeah, and I was like, that's a flavor. Yeah, I was like, you don't know me very well, do you? No, I guess not. <laughs> so your son's twenty years old. Twenty years old. I do have cowboy boots older than him in my closet. <laughs> I think I've got cowboy boots older than him. <laughs> so when you came to Texas, did you already have cowboy boots or did you get boots after you got here? No, I had cowboy boots since I was five years old. Oh, you know what? On top of my humidor for decoration, there's a pair of cowboy boots that I got when I was two years old. Oh, cool. And they're the pointy toed. You remember what yeah, they oh, look oh, like? Oh, God, yes. So I guess those boots are 49 years old. There you go. Right. That's super. So so what do you got coming up uh, 
for you personally i mean you, are you getting out covid keeping you locked down is there any activity because i know you love to go to the ranch you love to drive your car yeah i've been uh i've been going to the ranch um do you drive i drive now instead of fly uh, we sold all of our planes in 2008 um i was you know i saw the crap hitting the fan and i thought you know i don't need to be spending this kind of money um when the economy kind of, yeah and, and and what and i knew from what was going on that it wasn't going to be a short-lived cycle and then not to offend anybody but i didn't think our president had the background to turn this thing around quickly right so um uh we we probably needed trump back then but at any rate um yeah I'm, i've been going to the ranch i've got several trips planned like this week, I'm going to go up to Telluride for a couple of days. Okay. Because we have a place up there, and I haven't been there in years. And f- after Janie passed, I hadn't been into the ranch for eight or nine months. Oh wow! And it's it's a it's a pretty big complex, and and they were working hard st- keeping up with everything, but you know they didn't quite have the vision that i have with respect to what i want it to be right so i've been there making sure Overseeing. that you know, making sure that we're bringing it back up to the standards and you would if you were there you would go hey al everything's fine but not for me no you have a certain level of your vision and that's how you want it well, and i understand right, that so when you decided to buy a ranch or a place that you can get away yeah it surprised me because I know a lot of guys buy places like up in Colorado or New Mexico where it's a little cooler. Is it hot out at the ranch? Well, we're at our elevation. Most people, it's the best kept secret in Texas. Most people don't know we have 8,000 foot mountains in Texas. Yeah, that's 8,500 actually. Um, my ranch house is in the center of a massive caldera of a volcano. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it. it um, this is a big volcano area. Um, it was in, a, in the igneous rock. The volcanic rock is an overburden on the uh, limestone when it was a. But I have one ranch. I had one ranch. I sold that one, where half of it was volcanic and half of it was limestone. So on one side we found nothing, and on the other side we found all these sharks' teeth and all these wow fossils. You know, but at any rate. Um, so at 5,000-foot elevation where our ranch house is, we have kind of the same weather that Denver might have. Oh, really? Yeah. And then um, then being mountainous, it um, i got to stop talking with my hands. <laughs> being mountainous, we get a lot of, at this time of the year, we should be getting a lot of afternoon showers. So it gets up to 80, 85. Then you get big afternoon shower, drops down to 70. So it's cooler than yeah. here. Oh yeah, much cooler. And oh. then and then at night it's in the sixties. So if I'm on the porch smoking a cigar, I'm uh, I've got a jacket on. Yeah, well, I can tell you that our national sales manager, um, Andy, is just super. He is uh, he, he's a great manager of people. He's been in the industry. That's where we have a lot of knowledge about the industry um, among our sales team. And uh, we've, you know, the quality of the people we have today far surpasses when I first started. And, um, um, and you know, we've continued to pick up really good people. And um, Andy's done a great job of, uh, of, uh, of recommending people. 
that he that he knows and is aware of. Um, and I love traveling with most of these guys. You know, the ones I've traveled with, I've had a really had a good time with and developed good relationships and good friendships. Well, after I talked to Andy, I thought it was genius to bring in a guy from the hotel management type business where the focus is on customer service. Service, yeah. And that's genius to bring in a guy like that for a cigar because you wouldn't automatically think those go hand in hand. But I think it's a just perfect marriage. And he, and then on top of that, obviously, he has a lot of background in selling cigars. Right. Yeah, from, from other companies, you know. But with his hotel management, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, no. Because he sees the big picture. And, 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 and Dan gives them, the sales team, so much data that most of us, our gut is pretty accurate, okay? But when you see the data in black and white, it makes you tweak your approach to certain things. And it's great for them to know, yes, this is successful. You know, we had, Dan and I had ideas that a particular cigar was not selling. But when we saw all the numbers, we began to say, hmm, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, there are a lot of little things like that that you don't, now when you have the data, and, and da- I, I, honestly, Dan, with the help of Andy and our sales team, the, the matrix that we get or the information that we get is I, I sit there and marvel. I'm unbelievable. I'm, I, the that data that he pulls out of our information system is so helpful. He showed it to me and I was blown away. There you go. Okay. I was just like, wow, that, yeah. that's something that you would see in a manufacturing company. You wouldn't necessarily think a cigar company would dig into that data. But I was blown away. I was like, oh, that's so valuable, and he's made it so easy to get to. Right. And um, I, thank, <coughs> I thank Microsoft every day for, tra- right. <laughs> for, for training Dan and getting – thank you, Microsoft. Um, yeah, I, I'm getting the benefit of a $100 million experience. I'm not kidding. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, just – he told me he took a class so he could program it himself. And that – yeah. I was like, you know, a lot of guys would be like, oh, I got to hire somebody to do this. Dan just. I was, I was sitting there and he goes, you know, I just finished programming this. And I went, what? And he, and he did. Uh, you know, it, it, it's teaching our, some of our uh, IT people across the street a lot, <laughs> you know. Well, and it's also leading by example. Mm-hmm. And I know that you got to be a big fan of that. He's an expert at that. Yeah. He's an absolute expert. You know, I appreciate some of the knowledge that he shared with me just looking at my own, what we have goals, and I can apply some of those same values and ideas. So he, he he's pretty top-notch. He's, he's helped me a tremendous amount by leading by example. A lot of it I can connect it with fried chicken. But, uh, you know, he likes fried chicken. I follow him. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. He's just a super guy. Yeah, he really is. Well, Al, we want to say thank you so much for having us here at the headquarters and for you coming down, taking the time. This is the 100th episode, and we couldn't be more happier than to have you on the show. We just did an hour, maybe more, and uh, 
it went by so fast. What a what a great experience for me. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we we wanted to have you just one on one for a long time, and so when it was the hundredth episode, I was like, man, if we could get Al McAuliffe, that would be lights out. Well, it was. I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I enjoyed meeting Luke, your son, who's who's behind the scenes here. He keeps pushing buttons and stuff. I'm impressed by that, actually. That's what he's good at is just pushing uh, buttons buttons, (laughs) and telling me what to do. Yeah, I I can understand that, Rob. I can understand that. Thank you very much. Oh, well, thank you, Al, and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Hey, guys, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed hanging out with Mr. Al McAuliffe. I mean, it was always a pleasure. The cool thing is my son got to go he did the background audio and video and all that good stuff, but it was cool that he was able to meet Mr. McAuliffe. So we actually have our new producer on the show, Luke Jones. Welcome to the show, Luke. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Or should doing I say good. son? <laughs> son. Son. So father. anyway, Luke is smoking, I want to say his fourth cigar. Uh, either fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth, but I, I, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. But anyway, he's been saving in the humidor the island gym for a few weeks. Yep. And, man, I tell you what, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I love those sticks. <laughs> because I haven't had one in several weeks now. Yeah. You know, so anyway, he's he smoked a cigar that looks pretty good to me. What do you think so far? I'm enjoying it so far. I've good. never had one. I've seen you smoke a few of them. So Yeah, I've had quite a few of those. And I got to say, during the break, I figured out what my cigar was by asking Bryant. <laughs> and, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, is this an A.J. Fernandez? And he was like, Yes. And I thought it was the San Latanos, but it was actually the Diaz Gloria. And I should have known because the Diaz Glorias is more luxury than the San Latano. Huh. And I smoke a ton of the San Latano. I love yeah. the San Latano. But if you want to kick it up a notch as far as luxury, you go to the Diaz Gloria. Great stick. Great stick. So anyway... We wanted to have Luke on the show so you guys could get to know him a little bit. He is like at the very infancy stage of cigar smoking. For sure. And so it's kind of cool, though, to be able to get your perspective because with me and Bryant's, our perspective is completely different. Yeah, for sure. Because we've been on a long journey. You're like at the base of the mountain. Yeah, I'm still trying new sticks. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. So y'all are just kind of helping me out. I was going to say you're like a hobo. Okay. But that's that's not. That's a little, uh, I don't know about that, but sure, you know. No, I wasn't. That's not what I meant. Uh-huh. Hobbit. Okay. You're like a hobbit. How am I? Just because I'm going on a journey? Is yes. That, okay, sure. You're you're looking for a gold ring okay. around a special cigar from this point forward. And from now on, you're looking for the Holy Grail. Sure. May you never find it, but may your journey be excellent sure well isn't that what you say brian i mean (laughs) it's a great journey and you know i've smoked some really great cigars but it's never been the cigar that's like that's the cigar that saved my soul Mm. 
So, you know, you hope that cigar is out there, but yeah. at the same time, you don't want to find it because once you find it... Then there's a cap. Right. Yeah. There's a cap on how good they can be. Right. That makes sense. So, and I've had some really good cigars. So, let's talk about you're going to be coming on board full-time yep. in about two weeks. Yeah, basically two weeks. So, once you come on full-time with Cigar Talk, and because right now, I'm going to tell everybody... I've been struggling with the amount of work it takes to do the pre-show, the regular show, the pre-show video, the regular show video, the auditing, editing for the pre-show, and the editing for the regular show. Sure. So when Luke comes on board full-time, I'm no longer doing that, and he is going to be like <laughs> clockwork yep. on having the episodes released on time. If it's not on released schedule. on time, you can blame me, yes. not him. Yes. Uh, but for all of those right now, and still now blame him. And you can him. still blame me, but I don't <laughs> care because yep. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so anyway, did you want to drink a bourbon or are you good? Sure. Okay, here. <laughs> I'm just passing him my glass. Whatever. So that's the Jefferson's Reserve. Just take a little sip. It's really nice. That is good. This was a uh, gift from Sean O'Connor. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, you know what? I feel guilty because I'm going to tell you guys something. I haven't been on Instagram as much as I usually am over the last week. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of took a break. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to take a break. Sure. Social media is full time. It sucks. It's just punching you in the face, punching you in the balls. And then <laughs> you get to enjoy great conversations yeah. with your cigar buddies. That's the great part. That's the great part. But all the other stuff is not, not the great stuff. I, I, I hate social media, but I know how it works. Well, that's good because uh, so. you're going to be doing. And let me tell you this, guys. So you're going to Luke is going to take over the social media on Instagram. So that will be Luke Jones will be cigar talk yes. on Instagram. He will take care of all the messages and I will be on discord. Yep. That's where I hang out. That's where I post. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be posting stuff i assume that i take pictures of yeah because i'll send you my cigar photos. send me pictures i'll yeah. take a few of my own cool see how that goes i don't know we'll see just so you know the show is about cigars i was aware okay i don't yeah just so, a little bit cigar talk yeah anyway well cool i'm looking forward to you taking over instagram yeah, I'm still going to keep doing Facebook. One, you hate that. I'm not touching Facebook. Yeah, and two, I do a lot of talking on Messenger with a lot of cigar guys. Sure, that makes a lot so of sense. So I enjoy that. And anyway, I'm also an ambassador, so I go on and talk to the ambassador guys. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I'm I going to do the Facebook, you do the Instagram, and then I'll I'll do a lot of the Discord. Yeah. Well, not I'm like still going to do. do the Discord You're stuff. You're the behind-the-scenes uh, guy. Wait, Brian's raising oh, his hand. Oh, he's got a question. <laughs> you don't stop anything. Just This is for Luke. Can we hear Luke talk? <laughs> it's about Luke. Let me tell you something. In case you guys can't hear Bryant. He's like, this is the opportunity for everyone to meet Luke, and you're talking. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you got to say, chump? <laughs> Let's play Stump the Chump. Stump the Chump. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Uh, um, what, what, what's, what's your feelings on coming into the cigar community? What have your observations so been? So far, yeah. it's been great. 
it's been welcoming. Uh, everyone I've talked to, even though I'm new, they they treat me as if I'm one of them, and it's great. I think that's awesome. I think the community is. I, I'm I'm a gamer at heart. I'm huge in a lot of gaming communities. I you're not only, used to being. I'm not welcome. used to being welcomed. I'm used to people going, "Ah, oh, you're bad at the game. Get out." So, <laughs> right. so this is this is good. This is a good change. Because um, like I don't know what I'm doing still, but right. people are act. You know, they're trying to give me advice, telling me what's wrong uh, with what I am doing, and trying to help me fix it instead of just telling me what's wrong. And you know, the cool thing is too, is like with your own friends, right? Like in your gaming community, yeah. and your local friends, like. Even though you're a newbie at cigars, mm-hmm. you already have the knowledge way beyond That's, what they that could is have. True. Yeah. Just because you sit here and listen to Bryant, yeah. the expert. Sure. You got quiet for <laughs> <laughs> I expected you to compliment yourself, and then you didn't do it. You know, <laughs> this show's all about Bryant. Mm. I don't know if you've realized that, but, you know, if we could get a picture of Bryant, you know, Okay, Brian says no. Anyway, we're going to move on. Okay. So, I mean, you've enjoyed the experience of yeah. the community, and you've met some great community. 100%. I mean, we look at the road trip we went on. We went to the McAuliffe headquarters. Yeah. We went and hung out with Al and his wife from The Good Cigar. Great people. You got to meet and hang out with Sean O'Connor. Awesome guy. Then we went to Granberry, and you got to meet Dave Lampert at his cigar shop. Which is a great shop. And a great guy. And so, I mean, wow. When you jump in, and, you know, I'm going to say this, uh-huh. and I don't mean this to sound like we think we're anything, because uh-huh. we don't. Okay, okay, okay. But you're getting to go as a newbie to cigar shops with cigar talk. Right. And so there's a little bit different. Our name is known. Right. It's, so like that's a, that's a bigger deal than well, just saying, Luke Jones going to Because let me tell you what, when I first started going to cigar shops at cigar talk, <laughs> people were like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> so it's a different experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people are like, oh, Luke Jones, awesome. You know, when <laughs> I was showing up, they were like, who's this dumbass? <laughs> so anyway. For sure. Yeah, it's been it, that. I'm sure that's also changed my perspective a little bit. Sure, um, but, but I don't think but that the much. People though. are great. No yeah, matter what. I think I think it, that didn't change how they treated me. I think that's a difference. And you've also gone with me to some cigar shops when we weren't doing a show, right? And just got to meet them in right full on because we went by the Paladin and you met Aaron and Matthew, both really cool guys, really nice guys. One of my very favorite shops when I'm in yeah. the Fort Worth area. I mean. You go in, they have a nice selection, and I love they have their own cigar, which you can't get anywhere else. Right, yeah, you so told me about I that. So when I go there, I want to say it's called, and Matthew, Aaron, forgive me if I get it wrong, but I think it's called the Tapau. I think it's close, if not it. Yeah, I think it's Tapau or something like that, and it's just their own cigar, and it's like, it's not a cigar that I would want to smoke every day, all sure. day, but it's like a treat mm. to smoke it every so often. And so to me, that's a special stick. And it's, shoot, I, I want to say it's only like seven something. It's cheap. That, that's good. Yeah. So I, and I use, I usually pick up two or three just so I like to space them out. Yeah. But that it's makes a sense. really unique stick. And I love those guys. So, 
what is your vision for your opportunity to make changes with Cigar Talk? Where do you want to see Cigar Talk go in the next 12 months? I mean, have you thought these things out or are you just I, I thought about it. the hip? I, I have a lot of ideas for like content that we can we can bring out. I've got some ideas. Uh, I want it. We've been talking about doing, you know, going out and playing golf, things like that. Yeah. So Luke wants us, me and Bryant, to get in a cart, have a full bottle of Eagle Rare. <laughs> Some golf ball. We'll need a lot of golf balls. Yeah. And go play golf. Yeah, and just have a good time. And video it because it'll just be us. And so yeah, and we'll, we'll see. just we'll, do that's, whatever. That's fun. Luke's idea. If you like it, I it was my idea. If you hate it, it was Luke's idea. What? So I was the one. Who but came we're going to do it. video on that as well. Yes. So and trust me, it will be like watching Laurel and Hardy on the golf course especially the driving. oh yeah yeah good thing you can't get pulled over in a golf cart i don't think you can i mean yeah it depends where you are <laughs> well yeah yeah no i i think stuff towards it has nothing not nothing to do with the podcast but more focused on you guys is going to be really cool just to you know personality it's a big thing uh when it comes to content so i think it'll be fun uh one for us because why not and two you know, I think it'll be good content for everyone watching. Um, and, and the cool thing is we're getting ready to start doing this right when the weather is perfect. Yeah, 100%. So we can do some outdoor stuff. It's been way too hot to even oh, attempt to do anything. Yeah, for you guys that don't live in Texas, you just don't even know. But I'm not going to play golf when it's 105. I've been there, done that when I was young. And, you know, when I was young and I played a lot of golf, my tee time was the first tea time yeah. of the day or I didn't go play. And my son used to go with me whenever he was young. Yeah. And it would still be dark when we're getting on a tea box. And and we'd be gone by the time the sun was getting hot. <laughs> oh yeah. We would be gone by we eleven o'clock at the latest. Usually it was more like ten fifteen, ten twenty. We're pulling out of the parking lot. I'm not a heat guy. No. And you know, it was something that my dad was that's what he taught me. When we go play golf, we go at the very first tee time. Me and my brother, mm -hmm. Russell, were talking about that the other day. And we were talking about you'd be teeing off with dad and you didn't know where your ball went. <laughs> it was that dark. Man. And the funny thing is, sometimes we would be the second party teeing off. Uh. And you're looking down there and it's like, I don't know if we can go because I can't see those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. And so... We're going to do some fun things like that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the ideas that I had, Bryant, was we're going to go do a uh, one of those virtual reality yeah. things. At primetime, they, they have a whole, like, area just made for that. And uh, that sounds really fun. Cause it would be more fun if they let you smoke cigars. That is true. Uh, you know, I, I have a VR, but... No room for right. more than one person. And we don't smoke cigars in your place. That's also true. So, you know, the other thing is we should go bowling. That'd be fun. What do you mean, no? Oh, true. You can get one of those yeah, you can get the, the rollers. <laughs> the little pink dragon, you roll it down the tail. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bet we could find a little town that has a bowling alley that you could still smoke. Probably. You know what I mean? Like Breckenridge or... Ballinger, some little town like that where that's where the smokers go. Yeah. If they had a, uh, but I'll tell you what, mm. a friend of mine down at the Leaf was telling, you know what? It was, uh, it was, uh, 
530 Fred, rest in peace. But 530 Fred told me that the local VFW, you could not smoke. That's how bad Abilene sucks balls. Abilene has so many restrictions on everything. Well, you know, I was talking to someone about that, and they were like, well, I thought Texas was free for business, you know, with no restrictions. And I was like, but when you get into certain towns, there's city ordinances. And, you know, Texas isn't what it used to be on some of those city ordinances. Nope. Especially when it pertains to smoking cigars. Very true. So, so as a... So as a 20-year-old, yeah. the law changed after you were of smoking age. Mm-hmm. So you're still able to enjoy cigars. I'm still able to do which it. Which I thought they were going to not Not grandfather. grandfather, yeah. I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. But you were sure. grandfathered in. I was grandfathered in. So that was cool. That was great. Otherwise, it'd be kind of crappy right now. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm glad that I was grandfathered in. Uh, I think it's dumb to raise the smoking age... When so many people, I know I have so many friends that started smoking when they were like 15. So it's like, I don't know, it doesn't really change anything. It just means that they can't actually buy them, but people are still going to sell to them. There's ways. Yeah, there's There's ways. Like if you got a friend that works at the convenience store, you can buy cigarettes. He's just going to sell it. Because what, what, what is he going to do? Or your mom. Or, or your, your mom dad, sells. Your yeah. brother, your so, sister, your grandma. It's it's not like it does a lot. Um, and I think. Well, here's the know. thing about, especially on cigarettes, you got to mm-hmm. get them while they're young. Yeah. Because you don't see a bunch of 60-year-old men no. standing around a campfire going, dang, I'd like to be having smoke like that inside my lungs. <laughs> I should start smoking. Very you true. know, that's. That's why you got to get people when they're young and they're dumb and they want to be, they want to fit in. And that's like yeah. a way into a group. Yeah. And cause 100%. I know, cause I smoke cigarettes when I, I want to say I started when I was 15, maybe 14. Mm. I was in ninth grade and I started smoking clove cigarettes because man, clove cigarettes were cool. I used to keep them in my sock up underneath my pant leg. <laughs> and anyway, that's how I got into smoking. And you know what? It was the worst thing I ever did. That, that's what everyone I know who smokes cigarettes says. It's like my friend Matt who lives in Canada. I right. was talking to him the other day and he was like, yeah, I wish I never started because he smokes a lot and he doesn't want to. But when I quit smoking point. cigarettes, I was 33 or 34 and I was smoking almost three packs a day. Dang. Probably two and a half. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> and I was, I mean, we could smoke while we worked. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, cause I was working outside. So, I mean, I smoked all day, but I tell you what, man, smoking cigarettes, I felt like death warmed over. And if I had to walk from here to there, I was out of breath. Yeah. And cigars doesn't do that. No, I mean, not at all. I, when I went to my last doctor checkup, my doctor said, your lungs sound really good. And I was like, yeah, because I don't smoke. I puff. <laughs> it makes a big difference for sure. I think um, unless you inhale. but <laughs> Well, and there are people that do that. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. I, I accidentally did it at the McAuliffe headquarters. And I was like, <laughs> like while we were sitting, I was going. <clears throat> yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting it, that. I've done it a few times on cigars. Mm. And literally, it sounds like or it feels like someone hit you in the chest with a pickaxe. It does. I mean, it is not fun. <laughs> now, I do know guys that inhale and they, well, one of them quit. That's good. Because it was, I mean, he didn't quit 
not inhaling. Oh, yeah, he yeah, quit yeah. He quit cigars, cigars because he didn't know how to smoke cigars without inhaling. I guess that's good in a way. That's good that he knew that he had to stop because he couldn't puff. But well, his doctor said, you're going to die if you yeah. don't. So, like, that's good. Yeah. But at the same time. You know who inhales? Hmm. And I don't even think he knows he inhales. Who? Is Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fast Eddie. <laughs> Ed inhales. Now, he doesn't inhale to the extent that my other friend does or did. But whenever I see him sitting there exhaling, I'll see some smoke coming out like after two minutes later. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not good. But you know what? When you're old, eh. I'm not going to rag on you. Yeah. It's like. That makes sense. You know what? If you go tomorrow, you had a good life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> there you go, Ed. <laughs> so you haven't... No, you have met Larry. Big yeah, Larry. yeah. A couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. He's met Larry. See, you don't ever hang out with us. Well, I was just... I just happened to be here when, when Larry came over. Right. And he wasn't. So okay. you've met Larry here. You've met Ed here. Yeah. You've never seen Big Boy here unless he was recording. That's not true. I would come in. Y'all were sitting in those chairs playing right. Madden. Hey, when are you going to bring the game over to play? Oh, are you? I have one. I have Madden, I think. He has one. I can just... I don't... All you have to do is bring the game over. I think I have the game. No, he's got the new one. Oh, the new one. Yeah. So, gotcha. Me and Brian are been talking, and maybe we could do that. Sure. No, that'd be fun, we, we too. Could, we, could, we could do a, a rematch... We would need to get a capture card. We don't oh, have one. Okay. But cool. it wouldn't be that bad. I don't think. Nobody wants to see the game. Yeah, why not? Language oh, gets yeah. rough during a football game. Hey, it's fine. When Brian starts losing, <laughs> whoo, man, you don't want to hear the things that come out of his mouth. I mean, I start praying for him. So, anyway, well, hey, man, we're going to take a quick little break, and me and Bryant are going to swap and let mm. you and Bryant talk for a minute. Now we'll see if Bryant talks too much. because So you better get ready to talk. Hey, I'm ready Bryant to talk. I'm ready to talk. He's just going to sit here, <laughs> probably looking at his phone. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. First of all, the first question that everybody, I'm everybody ready. in the world wants to know. I'm ready. How is it being Rob Jones's child? <laughs> you know, it was tough. <laughs> Starting out, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Had to find my way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was good. You know, it was good. good. It was good. good. Uh, you know, me and my dad, we've always we've joked. We have similar humor. Uh-huh. Uh, we oh, please don't say that. Not to the same extent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes far. I I have you not have a line. A, you have a threshold. Yeah, I, I'm like mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop around this area. Yeah. His area, it's out the shed. Yeah. It's gone. It, it has no barrier. But you know. I, I can at least appreciate his jokes, yeah. and I will laugh at them. I just won't always join in. <laughs> I join in a lot, though, usually, yeah. right? Yeah. He said, I'm going to shake your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but my thing is, being able to, as he, he alluded to earlier, being able to come into the cigar community yeah, and be blessed with not just meeting you know, you know, the industry people. Yeah. Awesome people. But meeting people from local rest, I mean, a local bar and uh, right. brick and mortars and seeing the true atmosphere. Of yeah. it, how was that? It was cool. I mean, because even when what I was like 17 or something, I'd go into the leaf just to just to hang out with mm -hmm. everyone. And, 
getting to meet people just through that. And this was way before I started smoking uh-huh. cigars or even started thinking about it. I was just, you know, I was just there. Um, gotcha. And I got to meet a lot of cool people and uh, growing through that, really interesting. And then once I started smoking cigars, uh-huh. people, you know, they, they're like, oh, you should try this. Yes. Or, uh, just sort of giving me that sort of like, oh, you're here now. All right. And I'm like, okay. He, he's advanced. <laughs> he's, he's better than Rob. <laughs> he can learn. He can learn. <laughs> but you talked earlier also about your gaming, mm-hmm. uh, who you are as a gamer. Right. Give us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, when I was, oh, I don't know, 13, I started playing Dota 2. Mm-hmm. That was like the start of my, I want to get good at gaming. Um, Dota 2 is a very, very complicated and hard game. Uh-huh. It's a MOBA. If you've heard of League of Legends, it's very similar to that. Yes. Uh, we, my, me and my team, started a, we started a team around 2014. Okay. And over a couple of years, we got into semi-pro leagues. Like, like if there's S-tier teams, like we were maybe C, okay. maybe C-tier. And we, we were going up. We were beating B-tier teams. Okay. And then we decided to stop there. I didn't want to, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's uh, the robbing you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, we could keep going. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it was fun. And then I decided to switch from that to uh, Super Smash Brothers. Because mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm good at that game. I'm currently number seven in Abilene. We've got wow. a lot of good people here. We've no. got four uh, of the best in West Texas, and two of them are best in Texas. Wow. So I'm slowly getting better trying to get gotcha. there but out of how many out of how many people i don't out of 10 out of how many? uh best out of 10 but i guess out of everyone i don't know it's somewhere in the range of in abilene 50 people i Ooh, guess so you seven out of 50 that's a yeah. good ranking that is a good ranking a good and ranking. i i'm I, you know i'm also a coach yeah uh, that's what it. i was getting going to mm-hmm. get it to that because you were talking about it was about three weeks ago that yeah. one of your players one yeah. of your players one of my players uh, i've i've from the beginning, because I, I started coaching at ACU, mm-hmm. not getting paid, just volunteer, because mm-hmm. why not? Um, and he joined, I guess, last year. Okay. He was a he wasn't a freshman, but he decided to try his hand at Smash, and he was good. He wasn't mm-hmm. you know he wasn't bad. Um, but over that year, uh, I was already ranked like ten or something, uh-huh. and now he's better than me. I can still give him advice because I know the game. That's you. That's yeah. your coaching ability. I've been working more on him than I have on me. Yeah, other than your dad. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go a little bit further. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I want to say this, mm-hmm. and it's the truth. You have brought more stability to Cigar Talk <laughs> okay, sure. than has ever been envisioned. Hey, I believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll agree for sure. Give us. Oh, okay. Like he he started to allow you to yeah. speak on it, then he kept talking, and I tried to cut from it. Uh-huh. But give us your vision of where cigar talk can be in sure twelve months. I think in twelve months, uh, I don't know the size of I don't know where we are on mm-hmm. the scale of a uh, cigar podcast. We've talked about it, but I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. I think in twelve months, if things go well, uh-huh. you know, peak, we could be contesting for number one in theory yeah uh that's the goal see that's what i'm talking about yeah i i think we we have the potential to grow uh way way beyond what others have see he has a vision rob your (laughs) vision was taken in lubbock (laughs) (laughs) his vision was having fun 
See, but but we can have fun too. Uh-huh. That's also part of it. Come on, come on, we'll preach having, to him. Having we'll fun to is like if you don't have fun, then why are you doing it? Thank you. That's that's the only reason I do hey, if Smash. I didn't have fun, I wouldn't do it. That that's true. But we're talking above the table now, so. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I think a big part of any content is you Uh have to love what you're doing. Yes. And if you don't, it it shows. Uh, you know, real, like genuine. You see it. Mm -hmm. You can see it when what you when what you're doing is good. If you aren't proud of what you're doing, don't put it out there. That's true. What made you want to be a part of it? Uh. I don't know. I saw something in it. Okay. I, you know, I've I've been talking to him about it yeah. for, I don't know. I guess since you started it, you just not not about joining. Just you know, I hear tidbits. I want to I want to know. Yeah, I was. Good. I mean, the train car. I don't know what episode that was. That was one. Oh, that was number one. Yeah. yeah, I was there. I um, we we tried to film it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We we tried to film it. We got. In my opinion, some good stuff, but then we didn't get to put it out. Okay. So, you know, it kind of sucks, but it was still good. So you've been that conscience to him from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So ask, let me ask this. and Everybody wants to know this too. Okay. Why wasn't he listening to you? I don't know. (laughs) I I honestly wasn't giving that much like input at the time because I was like, "Mm, I don't really know Uh how a cigar community is or or how like they want to hear stuff. So Uh I was like, I don't know, maybe... This is exactly what they want to see, and I don't think I was wrong. Um, I think, I think I was just almost. I'm almost right, I guess. Gotcha. Makes sense. I gotcha. think there's. We're like here. They want to be here. Okay. I think we're close. I love this because you can hear the humility in him. He understands that there's still room for growth. Yeah. Stay away from the mirror. <laughs> Stay away from the mirror. Because as I long will. as you keep looking and seeing him. <laughs> We're gonna go the other we, we direction. We gotta go. We gotta yeah. go. We gotta get out of here now. For real. <laughs> I I really wanted to say <clears throat> thank you, and it, because it, you gave a different perspective to us. Mm. You did. You know, me and Rob, we're in our fifties. Sure. We had, you know, it's that old dog mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard to teach us, a, especially him, a new <laughs> trick. But you came in and with your youth, your your, your vigor, you you stand on a lot of things, and yeah. I love that. Your dad will sit back, ah, oh, and you're like, no, we need to do this. <laughs> and then he'll sit back, oh, all right. And then when we do it, it's a blessing. It comes out good. And then he'll sit back and he'll take the, all the accolades for, yeah, it was me. No, it wasn't. It was Luke. <laughs> it was Luke. It was him on a lot of it, though, to uh-huh. give him some credit. Yeah. But can't give him too a lot, much. A lot you see his head growing already. Look at, look, at, look at it. <laughs> but I just want to. I truly want to say thank you for coming in and bringing yeah. that, that different perspective. That um, outside it's a blessing eye, to be a part of it. Oh, that outside eye that saw a lot of things that we didn't see or we d- didn't want to see. Sure. And you stood on it. You was like, no, you need to do this. No, yeah. you need to say this. You need to act this way. You need to, like with the cameras, I love that day. I wish we could have filmed that day. Where, I think I know what day you're talking yes, about. Where he kept saying, no, I'm not in. you like, yes, you are. <laughs> you're Don't <good>. touch it. <laughs> but the way you stood there and you stood your ground and he just had to accept it. <laughs> and then when we looked at it and when you look at it on YouTube, it was great. But it was because you stood your ground. Sure. And I, I appreciate you coming in, man. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that mindset. I appreciate you yeah. bringing that, 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 that just like, you know what, Dad, I understand this is yours, mm-hmm. but this is how you can make it better. Yeah. And keep doing it. Yeah. Please keep doing I it. I think a big part, because for me, I was originally, 
before I knew what I wanted to do, uh, I was trying to figure out what I want to do for college. I was thinking, ah, oh, I know I'll be um, an event organizer, mm-hmm. something like that. Just because I like, uh, I like the idea of running things and helping people get what they want to get gotcha. out of an event or something like gotcha. that. And then I was like, oh, that's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> and not great pay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, so no. And then I was like, oh, I'll do digital media. Okay. So I went to TSTC for five weeks. I don't know, not long. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I was getting almost straight A's. Uh-huh. Like I was doing good. I just, I, while there, I was like, man, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. Because yeah. they're going to get me some job for an editing company for a big, not, or not probably not a big, but because I don't get a, get a degree yeah. out of that. They just get me a job, mm-hmm. which is great. I, but I was like, ah, I think I can do that on my own. You're looking more for a career, not yeah, a job. You, right. It's just like you said earlier. If you love what you're doing, then it's no problem. It right. shows in your work. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's what we're getting from you mm-hmm. is you sit over there and when you're at the equipment, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but it goes flawless. I've definitely made mistakes, but yeah. you know, I'm but we're, your we're mistakes, also still learning. Yeah, your mistakes. Oh Lord, like, <laughs> that's true. Like we're twenty minutes in. Oh, I didn't tape any of it. <laughs> like, that, that has happened a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, while not not for me, but for him, while he was over there. And then, <laughs> like uh, I said, for him. Yeah, but then we moved everything over there, and I didn't know how. I mean, I have a board similar to that in mm-hmm. my house, um, which I just use for I stream sometimes. Yeah. I you know just as general, a gamer, yeah, as a gamer, yeah, yeah. but. I, I've never recorded off of it. Okay. I've only ever recorded off the computer. So gotcha. I was like trying to figure out how that works and levels. But I think I've got it down now, at oh, least yeah. for the most part. Oh, yeah. Still learning, of course. Hey, you, but. You've taken us into the 21st century. When I was with Rob, we were still using chisels and hammers. <laughs> we got it. We're no, still we in don't. the bronze yeah, age. Yeah, the bronze age. No, we don't. But we're good. Him buying into bringing you in solely. And not being the dad about it (laughs) is what I applaud him about because I I sit back and I look and I remember when it was just me and him, he'd stand on stuff. I'm like, man, that ain't going to work. But then you come in and I love it because not a lot, but four or five of your ideas were some that I pitched to him Mm. and he wouldn't ride with it. Yeah. And then you said it and you stood on it and then you showed him how it would work. Yeah. And then we did it. I think, I don't know the night, but there was a night to where I came in here. He was telling me about the show, uh, some future plans. And I was like, that's really good. And then you, I think you should also do this. And I started just talking ideas with him. This was before he brought me on. And then uh-huh. I think like he started doing some of those things just to try it out. And then like, I want to say it was like two weeks later, he was like, hey. I think it could be good if you if you came on. We want to do the. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and I love it, man. I truly love it. We sit back and all three of us in here joke. We get into the modes, but mm-hmm. we understand what cigar talk is. Yeah, for sure. And you've bought into our mentality of we're going to put out the best that we can. Yeah, no matter what. Right. And I remember when you all were arguing about equipment. <laughs> And he's like, we're going to get in. He's like, no, we're, <laughs> we're broke. Yep. <laughs> we're broke. Wait. And that's the mindset. That's the stability that we need because mm. we both fly off going yeah. different directions. I, I've had to. Well, because I'm the one who talked him into buying the lavaliers. Yes. Even though we, we didn't need them. But I think 
if we're wanting to do other like other content where mm-hmm. we're going out or anything like that, we need them. Yeah. So I think it was a worthy investment once we start doing that. Gotcha. Uh, we've not gotten to use them yet, but it's fine. But the point is, I couldn't have talked him into that. That's fair. Because he'd have looked at me like, nope. <laughs> Nope, because he even with the lavaliers, you still he wanted something else. He was like, "No, this is what we need." Mm-hmm. Well, I really think no. <laughs> we got one. Let's get another one right. first. And yeah. I was like, "Yes, yes." But that mentality has helped us, and I pray that you don't leave us. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. Stay with us. Give it. Get get old guys a chance, oh, man, yeah. and help us get to that point because it's yeah. it's not about. Me and Rob, mm-hmm. we look at it about everybody that takes out of their time sure. to just listen to us. Yeah, no, for sure. I think a big part of Cigar Talk is its listeners. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I've met a few of them. Yes. Sean, I, I I had heard of him a few times. Yeah. Got, you know, great. And then I met him and I was like, wow, this dude's awesome. Like, yeah. And he listens to the show and, and he knew who I was. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, I've never been on camera, yeah. but y'all know who I am. And, I was and like, that's okay, the beauty yeah. of it because... In the end, it's about the show. It's not about one person. When right. Rob started off, he thought he could do it by himself. And then it, it takes a team. Yeah. He brought me on and I was I'm still thankful for that. And then he still realized that okay, we can go further, mm-hmm. but we need that that diamond in the yeah, rough. For and sure. Boom, here you come. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell everybody, that's my producer, man. <laughs> that's my producer. And your shirt is coming. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> your that. Your shirt is coming. But I'm a big fan of the shirts, so I was excited <laughs> when you told me that. I was like, yes, hey. Your shirt is coming because in the end, Cigar Talk is not just Rob Bryant. It's Rob Bryant, Luke, the Patreons, mm-hmm. the listeners, yeah. the brick and mortars, our sponsors. Yeah. It's everybody. It's everyone. It's everybody. And you have that mindset. You have that dream, that vision for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm following you, man. Yeah. I'm seriously following you. Well, I, I appreciate I truly that. appreciate you, bro. Hey, I appreciate you hey, all. Now, if we can get your father uh-huh, uh-huh. to ride along with yeah, that. Just, just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. And stop <laughs> sitting over there being the boss. Look at him, man. <laughs> I wish we had a camera so we could show everybody him. We, we definitely should get one just to go right there. Yeah. Just It'd be funny. So you see him. Look at him sitting over there. In, in the end. He's just looking well, brother, welcome. Hey. Welcome to, to the here. Leaf. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Brotherhood mm-hmm. of the Leaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you jumped in, and like I say, you. I started off. I started off with McAuliffe's. I'm not McAuliffe's, but uh, Monte Cristos. Mm-hmm. But you started. I off started with McAuliffe's. Yeah, on the <laughs> bruh. I mean, in just the headquarters. In the headquarters, cool. meeting the founder. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> the yeah. owner. The owner. And hanging around with two knuckleheads. Oh yeah. Hey man. Yeah. It's good. Congratulations. Thank bro. you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Now, you know what's crazy. Is that stick that you gave me? Uh huh. I just finished it. See, dude, that's a good hour <laughs> and forty minutes in. We have corralled wow. Rob in. We so have you corralled. guys go out and look for the AJ. Dia? I don't know if you see that very well, but that is the, uh, the Dia Glorious. Dia Glorious. Gloria. Gloria. Good smoke. Good smoke. Uh, did you have another stick for me too? No, nah, that was it. Oh, okay. That I just, was it. I just want to make sure. No, I'm like I'm not like you. I I buy stuff for you, or I'm giving stuff for you, and I get it, and you get it. Yeah, that's you get nice. it. That's why I was like when he said he had a stick over it. I was like, Lord, did Rob smoke it? <laughs> I just want to say 
for you guys who made it through that love fest of Luke and Brian on together, holy cow! You I don't know to, about. I don't know. You have you to guys. allow the man to speak. I could barely. They stand. hear us every week. I they could. hear you and some of me, and then when he got on here, it was you again and i'm like let the dude talk oh, man no. sound like some love fest going on just let the brother talk like, dude man. they wanted to hear luke i just want to say thank you to everyone who's still listening holy moly man you know what i'm listening good uh, <laughs> good way learn how to do that. you know what we want to say thank you to all you guys that listen every week it's yeah. episode 100 mm. we're excited to make it that far who knew you know especially from the beginning yeah it, and it's been a journey and we just want to thank <laughs> you know and there's there's a lot of guys that i talked to that have made it with us the entire oh, journey. yes and I want to say thank you to you guys. I know a lot of guys who listen, they go back and listen to all the mm -hmm. old shows. But, you know, a lot of guys that I know that stuck with us from the very beginning. And it's like, wow, thank you. Yeah. Because it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> but we want to say thank you to you guys. Hope you enjoyed episode 100. Hunt it, hunt it. With Mr. McAuliffe. Yes. And bringing on the Luke Jones. The Luke. So, anyway, guys, we will see you next week. And until next time, oh, we haven't done the see, weekly giveaway. That's why we have a producer. That's why we have a producer. What's that? I don't think so. So, we will do that now. So, if you haven't registered, go to CigarTalkPodcast.com. Yes. And you just register your email mm -hmm. address, your name. And we do a weekly giveaway, which we're looking at doing something a little different coming up real soon. But we'll keep you updated on that. But anyway, our weekly giveaway right now is with Moose Mountain Goods Coffee. Mm -hmm. They just opened a brick and mortar shop here in Abilene. We're excited to see what happens with yes, these guys. Yes. We love their commitment. We're actually finally seeing some progress on a dark roast for yeah. the coffee smokers so we'll be talking about that real soon and so anyway let's get to this week's winner and this week's winner is going to be you gotta be kidding me <laughs> what <laughs> william white you got to be kidding me. Dude. How did it land on him? No kidding. <laughs> Bill, congratulations. Yes. Wow. That yes. wins everywhere. Every, everywhere he goes. I Especially with Ed McCallum. We need to William get William White. Hey, hey William we White. Need to get in a lottery pool with With that him, guy. yeah, because we'll know we win then. <laughs> so anyway, William White is our winner this week. Uh it's with yahoo.com so mm -hmm. yeah real old i, I know I, <laughs> i'm surprised it's Yahoo! not aol yeah the eye right still got the disc you put in the computer <laughs> so anyway congratulations bill when you hear that you won send us an email and yeah. send it and in, in the cigar or excuse me in the cigar line in the subject <laughs> line put cigar talk winner and in the body put your name mailing address and whether you want roasted beans or ground, ground yes. and we'll get that sent out to you brother Hey, that's going to wrap up this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. It is episode 100. 100. Thank you, guys. We just are honored that yes. you would hang with us. So, anyway, till next week, keep smoking.